Raptors Raptors game night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Oh, here we go again. Welcome to Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy with you until the tip. It is the Brooklyn Nets in town against the Toronto Raptors. The 13th straight winning Toronto Raptors new franchise record again. And getting there is all the fun. Couldn't be a better set of examples in the last two games. Roaring back from at least a 10-point deficit with two and a half minutes left to get by the Pacers in game one. And then last night, holding the 10-point lead against the Pacers in Indiana. So there's two sort of contrasting ways to win, and the Raptors have many pages in that book. Uh, later on, we'll hear from Kayla Gray and also Kate Burness with various guests. But right now, let's go downstairs to Paul Jones and Sherm Hamilton. Guy, this is a, guys, this is a great ride, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it, it has been. And, you know, James, uh, we talked to Fred Van Vliet in the locker room last night, and as much as the streak is 13 in a row, Sherm, we don't look at it like that. It's kind of been the old one game 13 yeah. times because every game is a different entity on, unto itself. And, you know, the Raptors have been dipping and diving and bobbing and weaving, and people will say, well, in you know, in nine of the 13, you beat teams under 500. You can only play who's in front of you and who's on the schedule. Yeah, that's a tiring argument when you think about the Raptors have to play who's in front of them. And we've talked about this many times. If they don't win those games, the discussion is going to be what's wrong with the Raptors. Right, right. So you can't have it both ways. Having said that, to your point, they've done a very good job at taking it game by game, not looking too far ahead, not reflecting on what they accomplished, just staying in the moment. And that's difficult to do. It's hard to not really take stock of what you've accomplished in the moments, and they've been focused on that. But that's an understanding of a greater goal. It's about the end of the season. Right now, they're just going through the process, whatever it takes to continue to get better. They know that by the end of the season, they have certain goals they want to reach, and they can accomplish that if they continue to focus day by day. Well, and that's really what it's all about. I mean, no Kyle Lowry tonight, the heart and soul of the team, Sherm. Let's face it, nobody replaces Kyle. Terrence Davis will get the start tonight. And how do the Raptors make up for it? Well, I mean, obviously, we we all know that Kyle brings so much to the floor, and no one player is going to be able to to duplicate or replicate what Kyle brings. So as we've seen all season long, it's been about the collective. It's been about the group. You know, the, the fist is stronger than one finger, and that's how this team has really operated. And at the end of the day, they have to provide energy. They have to come to the game, provide offensive punch, defensive intensity, all the elements that Kyle brings. And, you know, if you're Nick Nurse, you're looking at Terrence Davis and you're saying, hey, Another opportunity is being presented to you, young man. You've got to take advantage of it, which he has done all season long. So it's good for Terrence Davis to get this opportunity. You want Kyle back as quickly as possible. But this group has figured out ways to get W's without main players on the floor throughout the course of this season. Sherm, let's delve and dive a little bit deeper into Terrence Davis's game. He, Man, he was big last night yes. in the fourth quarter. The young man, and, and I liken him to... Fred and Pascal in a sense that he's come in as a youngster into a winning environment. He's not going to a team that's near the bottom of the barrel and learning bad habits and uh, kind of being gifted playing time. He's had to earn it because he's on a championship caliber team. What's the young man been doing well? What hasn't he been doing well? Okay, maybe that's a better question. question, yeah. But to your point, Jonesy, the beginning of the season when Nick Nurse facetiously said, I only like about six guys on the roster right now, 
Terrence Davis was one of he those was guys. One of the six. <laughs> and you think about it, all the, the guys who are ahead of him in terms of experience in the league, that didn't matter. Nick Nurse talked about Terrence Davis and what he was able to bring. And I think when you look at his game, some of the things he does very well is he shoots the ball very well. You might not say he's a shooter, but he can shoot that thing. The other thing he does is he can play make. He can get off the screens. He can make plays for teammates defensively. He tries to do a good job. He's a physical, tall point guard, so he can get into people. He can rebound the basketball. He plays hard. He doesn't look for just himself. He has all the elements you want in a player, a young player, trying to figure out his way in the league, not from just a neck-down perspective, but from a neck-up perspective as well. And I think that kind of balance as a young player goes far in this league. Serge Ibaka is... Well, playing arguably, Sherm, the best basketball yep. of his career. Um, another guy that the Raptors have been leaning on quite heavily, and he's he's answered the call. Yeah, he's one of those guys where you could say, where would this team be without Serge Ibaka? And you just don't know because he has been so good in the absence of Marc Gasol. And when Marc Gasol is here, he hasn't complained. He's come off the bench, and he's been just as good. His balance has been unbelievable, and... The fact that he's getting his points at a high efficiency rate, but the defense isn't slipping. He's still bringing it on that side of the floor. I just think his leadership has been great all season long. All right, I'll bring the conversation full circle, my man. We talked about the fact that it is 13 games one time. Tonight, 14th win would equal the... Canadian sports franchise record for consecutive wins. The Calgary Stampeders doing that in 2016. I look at Brooklyn tonight, Minnesota Monday, Brooklyn Wednesday, before the All-Star break. Can they? I, I know we're taking this one at a time, and we probably shouldn't do this, but sure, they could, they could very well, and, and the question is, could they run the table? Uh, there's, there's no reason to doubt that they can do it. But like them, we don't want to get caught up looking right, at it as well. Right. But the schedule is favorable. If they're going to have an opportunity to do it, the positioning of where the teams they're going to play are is very, very good for them. But to your point, I mean, again, it's going to be their first 14th win. Yes. It's that game that they're going to focus yeah. on, and that's it. Looking, looking forward is not something they're going to do. But if I'm a fan and I'm looking at the schedule, I'm saying, hey, my team can, can run off a few more. Well, let's see if they can get 14 tonight. Let's go back upstairs to Jim Taddy. We'll be back courtside with the tip-off in about 29 minutes. Thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate it. Just to go over some stuff here, uh, the injuries, Gasol still out with a hamstring. A couple hours ago, as I came into the building, I saw him go out in the court and was working out, so trying to keep loose, not ready to play yet. Norman Powell out with the uh, hand injury. Dewan Hernandez with the ankle and Kyle Lowry last night. I don't know if you saw it. It was an awkward tumble after a shot. No foul. Not going to touch that. And he sort of fell into, well, he did fall into the hip of Serge Ibaka right on the neck. A nice bend and high impact. I mean, that's literally like running into a brick wall. These guys are tall, but they're also very thick. And uh, that was an immovable force because Ibaka was planted. And so whiplash, don't know exactly when Kyle comes back and uh, just want him back healthy. Uh, we talked. Uh, they talked about uh, Terrence Davis. He has led the reserves in scoring for the third consecutive game, 17 points in 25 minutes last night against the Pacers. He has scored in double digits in each of his last three games, 
averaging 19.7 points, third of the team during this span. He's the only Raptor to appear in every game this season, currently ranked second among all rookies with a 42% three-point percentage and uh, obviously starting tonight in place of Kyle. You can watch this game on TSN 1 and 4. Kate Burness in conversation with Leo and Jack. But for the Raptors tonight, looking to extend this winning streak, and they'll have to do it without one Kyle Lowry, as we just heard. This is like an old, broken record, Jack. When you saw him go down dealing with the whiplash, you thought, oh, my goodness, not again. And the only good news is Fred Van Vliet has been really good when Kyle's actually not in the lineup as well. Well, he takes the bull by the horns, this guy, and he's a great two-way player, Leo. And the guy, you know, he'll be missed tonight, Kyle Lowry. He's played such a valuable part of the success of the Raptors this year. And obviously that was a tough-looking injury last night, but the bottom line for the Raptors, you got a game tonight, you got to move on, and a guy like Fred Van Vliet, more than capable of leading the pack. Well, it's hard to think that if you lose a warrior like Kyle Lowry, you're in big trouble, but Fred is right up there, and you can see the numbers. You know, without Kyle Lowry, all his numbers are up, and the Raptors are 9-2, and two, so he's more than substituted for Kyle, played great basketball, and if you remember early in the season, when Kyle went down for 10 games, I mean, Fred was making a case for being an all-star. Yeah, and Fred averaging nearly five points more a game when Kyle's not in that lineup. Another guy who has been sensational as of late over the last three games especially has been Terrence Davis, averaging nearly 20 points a game in those games, Jack. And my goodness, every night he proves to us why he should be a rising star. You know, the, the word that jumps off the page immediately, Leo, is he's fearless. He just comes in the game and he's going to get you. He's hunted down opportunities. And the guy just has a stage presence that good players have. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't overthink anything. And for a lot of young players, that's what happens. That was, that's what paralyzes them or puts them in funks a lot of the time. He just comes out and plays hard. He's not afraid to take and make big shots. He takes the ball to the basket. And his body is absolutely NBA-ready as far as being able to play defense and get into people. All right, so let's get back to this winning streak for just a moment. So they can win their 14th straight tonight. They've got two games after this. And the great news is the Toronto Raptors are sensational against teams that are under 500. They have a 937 winning percentage against sub-500 teams. They'll hope to do it again tonight. And this is a remarkable record, Jack. I mean, it is Canada-wide. It sure is. And uh, to me, when you look at the fact that, you know, they're, they're at a point right now that the only team that's ever done more than them is the Calgary Stampeders in the CFL. They got a chance to tie it. And then if they win tonight, Monday night, they got a chance to break it. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know how the others did it, but to me, the ease of which the Raptors play and win games, and that doesn't mean it's easy games, but just the way they play together, they get everybody involved, and the way they compete on a nightly basis, that's what impressed me so much. So our apologies to Bo Levi Mitchell and the Calgary Stampeders because we think that this one may be extended tonight, but we'll just have to see. By the way, Glenn, the Raptors have beaten the Brooklyn Nets here at home nine straight games. They will look to make it ten against this team as well. So 13 straight wins, and as the guy said off the top, the connecting force between the wins is not how they happened, but the fact that they were victories. Each one is different, and Nick Nurse has testified to that. Each game is different. They approach it differently. They look for what's happening. They tweak, they adjust, and they win. That is a nice combination. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Basketball on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. You know, it's not like it's a total shock for those guys to be out there, whether it's Terrence or Rondé or even Chris come in, gave us valuable minutes. It was a, it's a hard game for him to get in with Sabonis playing so much. So, so yeah, he's you know, it's a physical matchup for Chris. But, but you know, in saying that, just looking towards tomorrow, we're going to need some more bodies, guys that haven't played, you know, in these last two games probably to step in and start playing. Hopefully they'll be ready. They should be. Nick Nurse asking for more from the bench players. 
And uh, last night the bench delivered, uh, what, 23 points, 26 points, and that's uh, similar to the last game against the Pacers as well, and that's not similar to what was happening on the winning streak where the bench was chipping in an average of 44 points. Davis certainly leading the way again last night with 17. Uh, We have this in, Canadian women's basketball team 80, Sweden 50, and that means for the third straight time the Canadian women's basketball team goes on to the Olympics, so congratulations to them. Time now for the Toronto Area 4 Dealers key matchup. Jared Allen against Serge Ibaka. The Raptors have been struggling with giving up offensive rebounds to the other team. Brooklyn, by the way, third best in the rebound business at 48.1 per game. Jared Allen always active on the glass, so he can be a handful for the Raptors down low. On the other hand, Serge is on a tear. The Raptors center has arguably been their best player the last five games with Gasol out. And Allen needs to work extra hard on the defensive end to keep the Scarf King under wraps. By the way, new Scarf tonight. Not as much in the volume department in terms of size, but a louder print, that's for sure. All right, back to the script. Serge led the Raptors with 22 points and 10 rebounds for his team high. 15th double-double of the season last night. He has scored in double figures in nine straight games. He is averaging just over 20 points per game, second on the team, shooting 605 from the field. In fact, he has the best field goal percentage in the team at 52.3%. That's on the season. Abaka is the first player in franchise history to make at least six shots from the field while making at least half his field goal attempts in nine consecutive contests. So the matchup, Jared Allen against Serge Abaka. The key matchup for presentation of Ford gets 0% purchase financing for up to 60 months on select new 2020 F-150 models. Visit Ford.ca for more details. Now let's talk about the 13-game winning streak, and in order to get some expert analysis, we go to NBA TV, Steve Smith, Tony Delk, and Matt Weiner. Kyle Lowry got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, stepped that back in a row when also Kawhi came, but then when Kawhi leaves, he steps up, TD. I think you can't underestimate a guy that just has that willpower, wants to win, and a leader. And what I love is their player development. Oh, I got to go up there and see what they're doing. Their player yes. development is yeah. phenomenal, and Nick Nurse has to get a lot of credit. And Case doesn't get, I don't think, enough credit for, look, I mean, 50 wins, Coach of the Year, all that. But we've talked about the, the, the rotations were the big question. Well, guess what? What's the biggest reason the advancement of Van Vliet and about Time, right? On the floor, opportunity to learn. Learn in fourth quarters where Van Vliet, TD, two years ago, taking big shots. Then advance next level. It, it's not jump right in and ask too much. They really have progressed the right well, way. Well, you're looking at two guys. Like I say, is Davis is one of them, and then Van Vliet is another guy that a four-year college player. So those guys are coming in, and they they've seasoned, they played games, and they've been amongst some of the best players. They like to defend. They were well coached, and those guys can knock down shots from outside. And both guys are playmaker. And like when you look at a really good team, is you got to have some toughness, and that's what they have. They have a presence. They have an identity that. It travels with them, and that's what makes them a good team. They don't beat themselves. That's what I like about it. And if you beat them, you got to go out there and just have one of those gays, days. Tony, I watched him, and I go, God, they make the right basketball play. Uh-huh. Might not go in, but you said that's the right pass, right. that's the right cut. And they look like they generally like each other. And some of these teams I watch, I come out, Tony, the guys don't give us a shake hands. They no. just sit there, no. and I go, there's some things going wrong there. Right. They like each other. They don't mind who gets to shine. And I think, I think it's a culture. We'll get to them later. Go ahead. I think, I think it's a great <laughs> culture where you have guys that love communicating and they like being around each yep. other. You like to say some of these teams look like expansion teams. Like none of these guys want to be to, want to be on the court together. They're looking for contract. But this team has solidified that you know we are a championship caliber team. And although they lost a real big piece in Kawhi. 
those guys have still stepped up. And you can see from the role players, as soon as one player goes down, it's the next man up. And, and there's, in addition to the trust, look, it, it's one thing to say you should accept your role no matter what. We understand that, right? But we're living in a time period, Smitty, where effort is now a skill in some ways in this sport, unfortunately. How much does what they're able to do collectively come down to that Kyle is able to say, hey, look, I don't mind if Fred plays with me. And there have been a lot of times where he's been in there instead of me in the fourth quarter. And then how that kind of trickles down from your leader on that. Yeah, it is. And I, and I think you watch Kyle when he's off the court. He's up cheering just as hard when he's on the court. And that's right. what I love about it. And also what I love about both those guards, you know, you're playing two small guards. Sometimes people can take advantage of them. People don't even go try to post them. They, they, don't. they, they don't, don't even go try yeah. to post them because those two guys, you know this, Tony, you were one of those guards that you just ain't going to get it we gonna easy. We're going to fight you. And they fight, and they make teams go away from having, say, a 6'6", six, six, two guards, 6'5", six, 6'7", six, a small four. That should be down there destroying both of them, and they don't. But you know what, what you see is, uh, in Kyle Lyra, a guy that doesn't have an ego. And when you're, when you're one of your best players, the cornerstone of your franchise, when he doesn't have an ego, no one else can come in and act and demand for more than he can man demand. And like I said, he is the leader of that team, and whenever he's not playing, he's still on the sideline cheering. Some superstars, if they're not playing, they don't want to see the other guys be successful. But with him, he wants to see this team win. And like I said, being a part of that franchise, uh, he's been the leader from day one since he got there, and he's doing an exceptional job of leading that team. He certainly is. 13 straight wins. Kyle Lowry last night with the whiplash injury, falling into Serge Ibaka, knocked off kilter after following through on a shot. No foul on the play. And Siakam took a finger in the eye or was poked in the eye inadvertently by Hollis Jefferson. Got looked at and obviously continued on. So on a nightly basis, these guys play very, very hard. Kyle Lowry last night passing Vince Carter at 9,420 for third in the Raptors' all-time scoring list. DeMar DeRozan, the franchise's all-time leader in points, 13,296. Bosch is next at 10, 275, and then Kyle Lowry. And uh, still got some miles left, so we'll see where he ends up. Let's hear from Nick Nurse now, pregame conversation. How's the whiplash, kid? He's all right. He's out, though. He's not He's not uh, playing tonight, not dressing. But he's okay, I think. Have you decided if you're going to start this place? Oh, uh, not yet. Yeah. Probably be uh, Pat or Terrence or, yeah, but one of those two. When you're watching game tape of the Nets, Kyrie's in and he's out. How tough is that? figuring out what they're going to run and how they're going to look tonight's game. What kind yeah. of problems, what kind of hiccups that could come from that? Well, I think um, we've played them, you know, mostly without Kyrie this year, so we're, we're probably pretty used to it. So we go back to watch the games we played against them. Um, you know, I think they've had a lot of games without him too, so it's, it's not like it's, uh, you know, all that different for them. But, you know, I think probably, probably um, you know, Kyrie's a pretty high-volume guy, so more guys are getting chances, you know, spreading it around a little bit more. You, know, folk, you know, Dinwiddie obviously becomes more mostly the focal guy, especially late in the game. But, you know, they, they, they fired around pretty good. A lot of guys, you know, spread it out and shoot it. They're really good at hitting the rollers. You know, both those guys are good, good rollers and lob, lob threats and all that stuff. So... Plenty of firepower out there, that's for sure. Well, we had Serge. Uh, sorry, go ahead. The other thing you talked about, you guys, you guys really haven't played very well for a lot of these, a lot of these wins. Like, are you finding it hard to show slippage because the results are good? <laughs> no, I'm not, Doug. I think, that, I mean, 
We played really good last night. Yeah. It was a hell of a game. Uh, both teams played well. I think there's there's been fewer of that here lately, right? I think there was back, uh, you know, in the four or five after we won four or five in a row. There was a few in there that weren't so good. I think there's a little bit more extended uh, minutes of better play. Um, but now nah, there's always plenty to show. Yeah. You know, there's always plenty to show and. And, um, you know, even, even, even you know, I think even, like, against these guys last time, I, I you know, <clears throat> showed a lot of the first half there last time. We just weren't quite where we needed to be. But the second half was better. Um, Indiana, same. First half the other night wasn't nearly as good. And, you know, and I think we carried that into the second game with them. So there's there's always always plenty of mistakes to, to show out there, that's for sure. Are they receptive to hearing it, even though because – because they're winning so many games, are they receptive to hearing those? Yeah, minor yeah they are. Doug. They're pretty good, right? I think they're they're a, a pretty high IQ team, and they're always, uh, you know, they're always looking to to shore things up. And um, yeah, they're 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 a great group to coach. You know, they're a lot of a lot of resilience and a lot of uh, high care level. You know, yeah. We asked Serge the other day about his improved passing, and one of the things he mentioned was having this time now to play with Mark and pick some of that stuff up from him. Obviously, they're both vets. They're, they're very different types of players. Have you noticed them in the time that they've been together sort of picking things up from each other in the way they, they play the game and prepare for the game? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's been some moments where we've played them together this year, and they've kind of alternated some kind of high-low actions depending on uh, which what, what they thought the better matchup, and you could see, you know, Mark feeding Serge, Serge feeding Mark, etc. Um, again, I, I go back to I just think Serge has been forced into a lot more reps right now. Again, he wor- he works on things very diligently, but he's just gotten so many more reps that I think he's seeing the game a lot better. That's that's why his passing's been been much improved. In the one game Pascal played against Brooklyn, he ten free throws, his second highest. I mean, they don't have anyone quite his size to guard him, but how much is adding that, you know, higher free throw total the next step to his sort of offensive explosion? Well, it's an important one, right? I think I think if you would um, look around the league at any of the guys that are high scores, I, I would say most of them are, are also high volume free throw shooters and and you know that comes again with chances, it comes again with um, uh, you know playing with force, taking it to the rim, um, playing with some patience and, and a good tempo to, to get on balance and pump fake a little bit and, and just show some patience, you know, to to absorb some hits and draw some contact and all those kind of things. But it's important, right? It's important that he, he uh, I think he's just a better player when he's not um, off balance or if he's trying to avoid too much contact, right? I think he'll fade a little too much. You know, that's when he'll, he'll miss a few of those. And I think he's just better trying to try to stay stay on balance, pump fake a little bit more, maybe even shoulder, you know, get his, get his draw some contact, get into him a little bit. Um, so let's hope he gets at least 10 tonight. Nick, the last time you guys played Brooklyn, Karis Lillard was just coming back from injury. Now he seems to be more grouped. What challenges he posed for you guys? Well, he's aggressive, right? And he scores. He's talented, skilled. Um, certainly not afraid to, to attack and, and put it up. He's and he's he's long. You know, he's got he's got a lot of a lot of characteristics with his size, his kind of quickness. He's got some. Um, Stop, start, hesitation stuff. That's that's difficult to guard. It just gives them another really good threat of uh, off the you know off off the dribble. I think uh, 
you know, Dinwiddie's really hard to keep under control, and he's he's you know maybe not equally as hard, but not not far behind him as far as two guys attacking like that. And that's always tough. Like that's it's one of the things when you know we got Kyle and Fred out there, those are two guys that can attack you, you know, off pick and roll, and and you know kind of share the ball a little bit. Um, so it's it's. Uh, you know, you got to have two guys out there to defend them. Hopefully we can find find two tonight. That is Nick Nurse. He's all set, and so are we. The tip-off is next. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Welcome back inside Scotiabank Arena. The Nets and Raptors getting set for tip-off. Minutes away. We'll go down to Paul and Sherm very shortly. So what's been happening over the last 13 games? Well, in that time, the Raptors averaging 120.2 points, shooting just over 50% from the field, just under 40%, 39.9 from three-point range. They're also a plus 70 in turnover differential during this stretch. Leads the NBA in points per game off turnovers at 23 Point seven. That is effective basketball, and as you heard the guys testify about a half hour ago, each win is only connected by the victory. How they get there is totally different. As you know, Kyle Lowry is out with whiplash. He will not play tonight. Terrence Davis will start in his spot, and you can watch this game on TSN 1 and 4. Here he is with Kayla Gray. All right, Terrence, strong performance after strong performance. I mean, for all the doubters and the non-believers, you've seemed to risen to the occasion every single time. Where does that mentality come from? Well, it's just a competitive nature. You know, uh, the will to win, the will to prove prove people wrong and prove others, you know, right. Uh, it sticks by my side. But uh, just the will, just the will to, to win and, you know, competitiveness. And your confidence is something that a lot of people talk about. Your game, very physical. Where does that drive from? I would say the football in me. You know, uh, just playing basketball and playing football, you have to have it's two different mindsets. And, uh, you know, I try to keep some of that mentality with me. You know, just physical and things of that sort. And, uh, you know, I try to let it show at the right times on the court. So. You've been the healthiest player on this roster. I think you've seen the minutes in every single game so far this season. The, <laughs> the team has been through it when it comes to injuries. Uh, what does that adversity give you guys, especially as you prepare for the postseason? Oh, well, you know, all great teams, uh, if you go back and look, they had, you know, some type of injuries and players stepped up. You know, uh, that's, what, that's what great teams are all about. So, um it just shows you what type of team we are. You know, uh, if someone goes down, we get the next man up, and uh, this is this is how it goes. You know. Terrence Davis getting set to start in replacement of Kyle Lowry is up with the whiplash injury. You heard Nick Nurse mention earlier the challenge is to the bench to score and participate more. And with Davis starting, there's a big chunk of the offense going into the starting lineup as well. So added challenge that way. They've won 13 straight. You're well aware of that. What does that mean in the standings? Well, the Celtics have won six and have played one less game and only trail the Raptors by a game and a half. So that's the that's how tight this battle is. You really can't lose. Uh, you can't lose any ground here. And the 13-game winning streak is very impressive. But you know, you want to finish second. If you're not going to finish first, you want to finish second. That's for sure. Well, they're almost all set to go. Let's go downstairs courtside. Paul Jones and Sherm Hamilton, guys. All right, James. And it's about that time as the Raptors will try to get to number 14. And 
tie the record for Canadian pro sports franchises in terms of winning streak. Sherm, what a run. Uh, that's all I can say right now. Last night, like the other night in Indiana, exciting, exhilarating, just a hard-fought win for the Raptors. And the long, the more they win, the more teams take aim at them. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. As the defending champs, teams haven't really, I wouldn't say teams, the overall approach in the league is not about attacking the Raptors like they're the defending champs. They've somehow falling down in terms of the pecking order without even losing the championship. Yes. Which is interesting to me. Now, they've caught everybody's attention now. You're going for your 14th straight win. This is what's being talked about around the league. Everybody's surprised except for these guys on the floor. Exactly. So at the end of the day, the Raptors are used to not getting the kind of respect that they deserve. But they don't care. And I think that's the way to go after it. It doesn't matter what other people are trying to say or how they feel about what they're doing. They can go out there every night and they can get the job done and they can put themselves in position to have a chance to duplicate last season's results. Well, that would be great if they could do that. And they are doing their best to get there right now. They're actually ahead of last year's pace. And they will continue on tonight. Although tonight, Sherm, no Kyle Lowry. It'll be a a different kind of vibe with Terrence Davis making his second career start. Well, you're absolutely right. We we all know what Kyle brings to this situation and and everything that he does for this team, but the reality is they've they've had to play without him already this season. They've had guys step up. Fred Van Vliet, as we know, just kind of takes it to that next level, and we talked about the rookie in the pregame show, Terrence Davis. He's been excellent in terms of taking advantage of opportunities. So time for the starters to be introduced. Let's get the visitors from the borough of Brooklyn. Baylor, a 6'7 forward at number two is Torian Prince. Out of Virginia, a 6'6 forward, number 12, Joe Harris. From Texas, a 6'11 center, number 31, Jared Allen. From Michigan, a 6'6 guard, number 22, is Karis Levert. And from Colorado, a 6'5 guard, number 26, Spencer Dinwiddie. The head coach of the Brooklyn Nets is Kenny Atkinson. All right, there are the Nets that come in, Sherm, scoring 112.8 points per game, 11th in the NBA, and they're a team that, well, long before the Houston Rockets made it efficient, they got up and down, and they were shooting threes for a while. Yeah, they just weren't making them in their early stages, but now they've got guys who understand the system, been around for a little bit, and and guys who can make shots, and this is the danger. Coach Atkinson has got these guys playing hard. Regardless of how good they were, they always played hard. Right. Now they've got some talent and experience and some veteran leadership, and obviously they have some key guys that are out of the lineup that changes everything for them, but there's no question this team can come out on any given night, and if they're making threes, they can be a very, very difficult team to contend with. Well, the Raptors getting set to be introduced, and we'll tell you right now that the Raptors starting lineup is brought to you by your Ontario Subaru dealers. Get fully equipped for winter in a Subaru during the Bring On Winter event. Enjoy lease and finance rates from 0.99% at your local Ontario dealer. 
the light show going. The lights down, and now it's time to meet the Toronto Raptors winners of 13 straight. Mark Strong to bring them out. We got it cooking with Mafuzi in the middle, representing the ROC, the Republic of Congo. We're at number nine, your number one shot blocker. This is Serge E. Baka, Baka, Baka. At forward, by way of the UK, we're at number three, OG, and in the Is your Raptors starting lineup? We're set for the opening tip-off brought to you by the OLG ProLine app. Put your knowledge on the line anywhere, anytime. Download the app today and get way into the game. Well, as Nick Nurse likes to say, Sherm, a little bit of juice in the building, especially when you've won 13 in a row. Butts in seats already. It's 740. We haven't tipped off yet, and everybody's waiting to get going no question about it i mean this is history for this franchise and and fans understand it and appreciate that and they're going to show up to support their team which has just continue continue to give the fans what they want in terms of the effort the consistency the dedication the commitment to each other on the floor this is a hard team to not like if you watch the way they play you watch the way they go about their business Everybody on this roster, when called upon, does something to help this organization. So I, I think fans are appreciative of that. And there's no question that they're expecting some more good things out of this team before the All-Star break. Well, they are indeed hanging on to the number two spot. And they've won 17 of their last 18 against this Brooklyn team. Nine in a row at home, so... Well, the better says don't go against the streak. So the Raptors are aware the home red. The Nets in their alternate third uniform. Bed-Stuy to represent Bedford-Stuyvesant. One of the more rugged areas in the borough of Brooklyn. Ibaka and the man with the fro, Jared Allen, will jump it up. Nick Buchert. Dedrick Taylor and the veteran Rodney Mott will officiate the game. The Nets win the tip. They will bring it front court from left to right in those white uniforms. Karis LaVert out of Michigan. How about those shoes? A little peach with baby blue. Gets it to Torian Prince near side. Jumper no good. Out of bounds. Toronto will have it. Their first touch coming back from right to left. 
attacking the Bay Street end of Scotiabank Arena. Good job by Serge Ibaka to get out to that three-point line to contest that shot, made sure Prince felt a little bit of pressure. Terrence Davis, three ball, far side, got it, and one. He's still on fire. Wow. Terrence Davis comes down from a pin-down action and does a good job. Search sets a good screen, one dribble, curling to the basket, on the three-point line, raises up, knocks down that shot, gets fouled, and just kind of lets out that stream like, I'm not afraid of starting. I can get this done. In the last three games, he's had... 23 point attempts and made 60%, 12 of them. No he's, other yeah. Toronto rookie has done that since Damon Stoudemire. He's been phenomenal. We saw last night 11 of his 17 points coming in the fourth quarter. Four point play for TD. Raptors up 4 nothing. Prince drives in the lane, floats it up, no good. Rebound Ibaka. Toronto runs it front court. Siakam on the bounce. On Prince. Spins, gets into the lane. Fall away, jumper, no good. Rebound knocked away. Davis has it, puts it up, no good. Rebound, Jared Allen. Good effort on the glass there by Terrence Davis. Second chance opportunity. Prince to Dinwiddie. Wearing number 26 now. Change from the eight that he wore for Kobe Bryant. The two and the six and eight. The bucket good there. It's 4-2 Toronto on the drive by Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie expected the call there, so he tossed it up and Soft enough on the rim to bounce in. Ananobi, front court, drives into the lane, kick out. Ibaka, up fake on Harris. Surge now, backs him down, kicks it out to Van Vliet. Shot clock at five. Fred drives, floats it up and in. Contact with Dinwiddie, no problem. Raptors up 6-2. Just caught him and got into his body and shot it off the wrong foot, able to knock down that floating shot. Lavert, three ball, got it near side, right wing in front of... The Raptor bench, Nets cut the lead to one, 6-5. Still hot, still playing well. Karis LeVert over the last couple games has been on fire for this team. Averaging 25 and a half. Siakam three up top, no good. Rebound to Jared Allen. And it's good to see a guy like Karis LeVert after his injury come back and start to have some of the success that he was having before the injury. Dinwiddie, line drives a three in from straightaway. Brooklyn in front, 8-6. 9.35, first quarter. Van Vliet to Ibaka. Back to Van Vliet on the drive, far side, above the arc. Leans over against Dinwiddie, gets a screen from Surge. Left hand to the middle, three in the air. Got it down the bottom of the well for Fred Van Vliet. Raptors go in front, 9-8. Another good screen set by Serge Ibaka to open one of his guards up for a wide open look from the three-point line. Dinwiddie to Prince. Drives in the lane, stop, jumper at the broken circle, no good. Rebound, Davis. Off to Van Vliet, front court. Fred on the bounce against Jared Allen. Now gets it to Siakam. Down low to Ibaka on Prince. Surge going to go to work. Turnaround jumper in the air, no good, but he's fouled. And Surge will go to the line for two. I like that. I mean, Surge is being defended by the smaller Torian Prince. Let's not play around with this. Let's get on the ball. Let him go to work on the block, and that time looked like he got fouled on the shot. They're saying no side out. All right. So the Raptors will operate in the half court. Davis drives into the lane, floats it up, no good. Gets the rebound, kicks it back to Siakam. Into the corner, Davis for three. Good. Down the bottom of the well for Terrence Davis. Raptors up 12-8. Davis off early for Toronto. 
And I think that was a three. They signaled a three. They've only given him a two. Says 11-8 on the score. We'll go with 12-8 on the board. Timeout on the floor. Well, Terrence Davis missed the layup, was able to get the rebound and kick it out. The problem was he's a bit too close to the basket. He needed to stretch it out to the three-point line where he's more comfortable. All right, let's take a timeout. Raptors up 12-8 from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. Back in Toronto, Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton here courtside with Chris Diavero. Up top, Jim Taddy with Steve Eliopoulos. You'll hear from Josh Lewenberg at half and back at Raptors Central. J.P. Ricciuto along with Arad Ashvandi. Raptors off to a good start. Four of eight, three of four from distant Sherm. They lead it 12-8. The Nets will bring it front court from left to right coming 94 feet on the bounce. Lavert three up top, good. Continues to be hot. And the Raptors give up an easy three out of the timeout, Sherman. Yeah, a little bit of confusion there between Terrence Davis and Serge Ibaka on that screen and roll in terms of responsibility. And then the Raptors turn it over, and Dinwiddie gets a jam on the runout. So all of a sudden, the Raptors' 12-8 lead is gone. Five straight for the Nets to make it 13-12. Yeah, just a sloppy east-west pass from three-point line to three-point line. you got to be careful. Siakam drives in the corner. Ibaka three, good. Down the bottom of the well. The Raptors still scorching from behind the arc. Toronto back in front, 15-13. That's going to be the difficulty for Jared Allen having to get out there and defend the three-point shot because Serge can make it. Terrence Davis grabs the rebound of the missed shot from Brooklyn. Runs it front court to Ibaka. Back to Davis. His pass knocked away. And back comes Brooklyn. That time trying to be too unselfish here. Might have been able to take it a bit deeper. Attracted Allen and made a shot. Lavert three up top, no good. Rebound Siakam. Much better contest right there by Serge Ibaka. Really got up on Lavert. Siakam drives in the lane. Up and under move. Lays it up, no good. But fouled by Jared Allen. Sherm, I've seen a number of times this year where Pascal has been in the clear and just not been able to finish by trying to lay it in i i i, I gotta say go glass well you know it's it's tough because you're right the traditional way would be to go glass you have more room for error having said that we've seen pascal make a lot of those shots yes, as that's well true. so i just think that you know there's parts of the season where sometimes the things that usually come second nature they just don't happen and you know, right before the All-Star break, those are the dog days and after the All-Star break where the energy might not be there all the time. So guys are working through things, but it's good to see Pascal make the moves that we're seeing him make. They're decisive again, they're quick, and they're really compromising defenders. Pascal knocks in the second free throw. Raptors up 16-13 on the drive. Dinwiddie on the blow-by. Lays it in. Far side, left wing. 6.55 first quarter. 16-15 Toronto. Van Vliet back for the Raptors. In the red, coming right to left, attacking the Bay Street end of Scotiabank Arena. Van Vliet, stutter dribble into the lane. Still on the bounce. 
lobs it to Ibaka down low, and they've got Dinwiddie on the foul. The two of them fighting for a position while the ball in the air. Dinwiddie nor Kenny Atkinson liking the call. Yeah. They're a bit surprised that there was a call made. I thought Dinwiddie was battling with Surge, and officials saying that he rooted him out. But, uh, you know, when you're trying to get a big out of the way, it's a difficult proposition as a little guy. Yeah. Raptors go inside to Siakam on the inbound. Near side, left baseline. Backs in on Prince. Shot fake. Jump hook. Good. 18-15 Toronto. Siakam on the board again. He's got three points. Good job by Pascal. Just got to his spot. Patiently went over the top of Prince and shot that little jump hook. Jared Allen puts it on the ground from the top of the lane, and Ibaka takes the foul. Surge pushing up. Jeremy never figured that Jared Allen might put it on the ground from there. The question is, is he good enough a shooter that you need to push up on him like that, that far away from the basket? I'm going to say no. Make him make a couple of shots over the top, then you might want to adjust, but don't allow him to put the ball on the floor and attack you like that. Garrett Temple up top to Dinwiddie. Three straight away. Good. Down the bottom of the well for Dinwiddie. Man, he just rattled that thing home. 18 apiece. Raptors and Nets tied. Six minutes first quarter. Spencer Dinwiddie sometimes a forgotten man. This guy has hurt the Raptors in years past. And Anobi off the dribble. Ducks behind the screen. Misses a three. Here comes Brooklyn. Dinwiddie. Works right near side into the corner. Prince down the baseline, right into Ibaka. Challenged by Surge, missed shot. Rebound, Garrett Temple, three, far side. Rattles doesn't go. Jared Allen with the rebound. Kick it out to Temple. Prince, three, near side, good. Three opportunities for the Brooklyn Nets, and you just can't allow Jared Allen amongst four red jerseys to get two offensive rebounds and kick it out for wide open looks from the three-point. 21-18 Brooklyn, and now they got Van Vliet on a foul as he was stood up and came to the ball. Didn't think that's the way it went, but Raptors get nailed on the foul call. Front court come the net. Spencer Dinwiddie on the bounce. In the lane, Torian Prince drives, scoop it up, no good. Rebound, here come the Raptors. Van Vliet on the run, lefty layup, good. Fred saying, you owe me a call and I'm going to get it right now. Well, he did a good job making sure that Joe Harris could not get to him physically. Got into the middle of his chest, moved him back, and able to create separation to finish with the left hand. 21-20, Jared Allen down the lane, misses the jam. Here comes Toronto. They've got numbers. Van Vliet pull up three. Good. Down the bottom of the well for Freddie Van Vliet. Fred's got 10. The Raptors lead 23-21. I really like that shot. A five on four. Jared Allen's behind the play. You've got guys going to the glass. Pull up and shoot that three. Prince three. Far side. No good. Rebound. Jared Allen again in there. Takes it away from the Raptors. And Van Vliet gets another foul. Called by Nick Buchert. That's two on Fred. Wow. And now what happens? And Fred's bouncing around and hands palm to the air saying that wasn't a foul. And he's, he's being, you know, when Fred is animated, that tells you, you know something. something's yeah. up. Because yeah. he's not a guy who's really going to show the public how he feels. And, and I think if he says he didn't foul somebody, I'm more likely to believe him. Yeah. 
in the lane. Joe Harris, 4-15, first quarter, 23-21 Toronto. Open three, near side, no good for Wilson Chandler. Ibaka grabs the rebound away from DeAndre Jordan. Good job by OG to hustle out to attack. Oh, Davis with an attack on Garrett Temple. Oh, the Linda runs that special. Blue by you, 25-21 Raptors. Yeah, just turned the Jets on and attacked and was able to just skip by the defender on that play. In the lane, Harris kicks to DeAndre Jordan. Blocked by Ibaka. Here comes Ananobi. On the drive, into the lane, floats it up, no good. Rebound Dinwiddie, we go back and forth. Harris drives and lays it in. 25-23 Toronto, three and a half first quarter. Raptors front court. And they're gonna take a timeout with the pace frantic and frenetic right now. 25-23 and we still got three and a half, 324 to go first quarter. Well, how about the Raptors shooting over 70, excuse me, over 60% from the floor, over 71% from the three-point line. Offense isn't a problem, and defensively locking down Brooklyn to under 43% from the floor. So let's take a break. 324 first quarter. Raptors 25. Nets 23 from Scotiabank Arena. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. 3.24 to go first quarter. Raptors leading Brooklyn 25-23 and Sherm it has been quite the pace early on. It has been and the Raptors have, have offensively been great and their numbers defensively have looked good as well. Brooklyn has been able to make some threes. We've seen Karis LeVert knock down a couple. Torian Prince has made a three. I mean, this is this is one of those scenarios. Dinwiddie has made a couple. Those are the scenarios where you're doing a good job, but the volume of threes in the early part of this game add up pretty quickly when they're knocking them down. Raptors inbound. Boucher into the game with McCaw, Hollis Jefferson, Siakam, and Davis. Rondé in the lane, loses the ball against his former team. Here comes LeVert on the run out, blocked by Terrence Davis. The both of them go to the ground hard as TD went airborne and tried to snuff out the shot. I love the effort defensively on that previous def- uh, offensive possession for the Raptors. Brooklyn went to that zone, and the Raptors just not able to execute against that zone. Well, and this is something we've seen Nick do out of yes, a timeout, yes. switch that defense, and just kind of catch opposing teams off guard. And that time seemed like it rattled the Raptors a little bit, created a turnover. Well, Toronto did turn it over, and Sherm, the worst part of it was a live ball turnover. Yeah. And Brooklyn runs it up their backs, and all of a sudden the game is tied at 25 after the two free throws made by Karis LeVert. Raptor ball front court attacking the zone. Davis to McCaw, back to Davis, into the middle to Hollis Jefferson. Rondé has it knocked away. Terrence Davis retrieves it, goes at DeAndre Jordan, knocked out of bounds on the block shot by Jordan. Raptors retain possession. Good job by Terrence Davis salvaging that possession as Rondé a bit loose with the dribble. I like him playing in that soft spot on the free throw line behind the first line of the zone, but you've got to be strong with the basketball. 
Siakam, fall away, jumper near side, no good. Chris Boucher follows and rubs it in, and he's fouled on the putback. Montreal's finest, Boucher, will go to the line for one more. And that's the kind of effort that Chris Boucher gives. Pascal with a bit of a fadeaway jump shot. Chris Boucher sneaks along the baseline and is able to out-jump and out-stretch yeah. the defenders on the back line in that Brooklyn Nets zone. And as you said, basically rub it in over the rim. 28-25 Toronto. 2:37, first quarter, and DeAndre Jordan called for a walk in the front court. Turn it over, give it to Toronto. It's always interesting when you see a travel call. We're just so not used I know. to seeing traveling being called this frequently, but it's always been a travel, and now it's actually being called. I like them cracking down Absolutely. on Sherm. I really like it. Raptor ball coming front court in the red from right to left, attacking the Bay Street end of Scotiabank Arena. Boucher, foul line jumper, no good. Rebound DeAndre Jordan. Sherm, they're getting into that soft spot of the zone, just not able to do damage. Well, that time, I like the fact that Chris Boucher looked at the rim and took a shot before Rondé was turning it over. Lavert in the lane on the drive, lays it up and in. This guy's been taking people off the bounce regularly. 28-27 Toronto, two minutes first quarter. And knocking down the three as well, so he's got great balance to his game. Thomas to Hollis Jefferson. They kick it out. Matt Thomas, three up top, no good. Got a great look. Here comes Brooklyn. They went. One side into that free throw line, to the other side, back to the top, wide open look. Simple basketball against the zone. Chandler three, no good, near side. Here come the Raptors, try to get it up the court before the zone gets set. Man to man for Brooklyn. Siakam up top, steps back for three, no good. Long rebound, DeAndre Jordan. Outlet Garrett Temple. Wilson Chandler, Timothy Luawu Cabarro out there with Jordan and Lavert. Garrett Temple handling to Lavert. Three up top. Good. Wow. Karis Lavert is cooking. Didn't even look like he had a clean catch on that shot, but when you're that hot and you're in that kind of a zone, you just got to get it out your hands and it's got a chance. He's got 13 in the quarter. Raptors. McCaw into the zone. Finds Rondé. Drives. Lays it up. No good, but fouled by DeAndre Jordan. And Rondé Hollis Jefferson, the former net. We'll go to the line and try and tie the game. 30-28, Brooklyn. 101 to go first quarter. The Arizona Wildcat with two free throws. Yeah, Rondé right there. Probably pretty happy that the whistle went. Looked like he kind of lost control of the basketball as he was going to lay it in. But DeAndre Jordan did put the forearm into his body, but it wasn't to try and stop the play. It was basically just keeping him away from his body, but it's a foul nonetheless. O'Shea Brissett into the game, Sherm, go ahead. But I like on the zone, Chris Boucher again had the same look from right up below the free throw line behind the first line of the zone, and he didn't shoot it because he missed the one before. That's a good shot against the zone. You get to pull that big that's trying to protect the paint to come and contest that shot. You have guys coming on the baseline that can get an offensive rebound. That's a good shot against the zone. 30-29, Rondé goes one of two. Wilson Chandler, far side, into the lane, kick out. Luau Cabarro, three good. TLC, as they call him, knocks it down. 33-29, Brooklyn, 45 seconds, first quarter. Uh, no left eye, can't be TLC. Uh, exactly, exactly. Okay, I got you. I can't ask you, though, what about your friends? Matt Thomas, far side, 
Raptors down four. McCaw in the lane. Boucher floats it up and in. Great cut, great catch, and great floater by Boucher. 33-31, Brooklyn. 20 seconds to go in the quarter. Shot clock, game clock, only tenths of a second apart. Lavert near side, right wing. On the bounce, into the lane, finds DeAndre Jordan, lay it up and in, and a foul. Lavert getting deep penetration, Sherm, as he turned the corner on the screen and roll. But you've got to know, if, if you're going to foul DeAndre Jordan, it's not about the ticking tack stuff. It's no. about making sure he has to go to the free throw line and make two shots at that time. Chris Boucher caught no man's land, trying to defend, defend Karis Lavert as he continually takes ground trying to get to the basket but still trying to stay in hold contact with DeAndre Jordan rolling to the basket and that time he gets caught in no man's land and ends up fouling DeAndre Jordan with a ticky-tack foul. 36-31 Brooklyn by five seven seconds to go McCaw into the corner Matt Thomas up fake jumper in the air good knocks it down with seven tenths of a second to go Matt Thomas Cuts the lead to three, and that is more than likely the way it will end. Yes, the quarter done. The Raptors trail by three, 36-33. The net shooting 50% from the floor and 50% or 46-7 from three. Yeah, the Raptors doing a good job offensively, but Brooklyn has been able to hang around. They've been able to make those threes, and... And the Raptors are going to have to clean up that three-point line, especially defending Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie, who created all kinds of havoc in that first quarter. Second quarter, when we come back, 36-33 Nets from Scotiabank Arena. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. Back in Toronto. Second quarter about to start, 36-33. Brooklyn leading Toronto. Raptors having a tough time keeping things going on the defensive end. Brooklyn really, really taking it at Toronto. Oh, the great neutralizer, right? If you're able to knock down threes, which we know Brooklyn can, and we talked about that, if they get hopping the three-point line, they become a difficult proposition. Raptor ball, front court in the red, moving right to left. Matt Thomas, jumper, no good. Rebound, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson back up and in. Raptors cut it to one, 36-35. Love the multiple effort there by Rondé. He was able to get his fingers on the first time it came off the rim, able to be the first to get to it to lay it in. Luau Cabarro, Wilson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan, Garrett Temple, and Karis LeVert for Brooklyn. Jumper no good from Luau Cabarro. Back come the Raptors. Hollis Jefferson on the run. Kick to Boucher. Three up top. No good. Rebound DeAndre Jordan. That's a good look right there for Chris Boucher. I like the fact that he's stepping into those shots with confidence. Lavert step back. Jumper short. Rebound Matt Thomas. Hit ahead to McCaw. Boucher, Hollis Jefferson, and O'Shea Brissett also out there for Toronto. Thomas to Brissett. To Hollis Jefferson, far side, jumper in the air, no good. Rebound, Garrett Temple. Here comes Karis LeVert. 10-35, first half. Brooklyn up 36-35, the three ball no good from Garrett Temple, far side. Hollis Jefferson 
in the corner, far side. On the bounce, finds a cutting Matt Thomas. Kick out to Rondé, drives in the lane, floats it up, no good. Rebound, Luau Cabarot. Tough lineup for the Raptors out there to find some scoring. Yep. Chandler, long three, no good. Rebound knocked away by McCaw, and it goes to Matt Thomas. Nick Nurse calling a play, Sherm, to try and aid that scoring. McCaw, jumper in the air, 10-footer near side, no good. Rebound off Boucher, out of bounds. It will go to Brooklyn. That's a pretty good look right there for Patrick McCaw. DeAndre Jordan not wanting to come out too far from the basket. Patrick had about an 18-foot jump shot, just missed it. But again, the offense in terms of how they're going to find consistent scoring with this lineup has yet to be seen. Lavert drives in the lane, bounces off Boucher. No foul call. Back come the Raptors. Thomas, corner three, good. Down the bottom of the well for the Iowa State Cyclone. 38-36 Toronto. Good job defensively by the Raptors. That leads to a run out, and Thomas does a good job getting to the near side corner on the three-point line and finishing. Luau Cabarot drive, blocked by Boucher, saved by Luau Cabarot to Thomas. Outlet, McCaw into the lane, kick out. Brissett, three, no good near side. Man, two rims just wouldn't stay down for him. Nine minutes to go, first half. Toronto up 38-36. Lavert straight away, guarded by Brissett. On the bounce, works left, far side. Now Thomas picks him up on the switch. Kick to Chandler, into the corner. Sidestep, Luau Cabarro, three short, rebound McCaw. Toronto busts out, three on three. Boucher running the floor is fouled by Wilson Chandler. And he goes down hard. Boucher will get up and take his free throws. Classic fast break there, Sherm. We talk about how sometimes the spacing isn't quite there. They did a good job on that one. Well, they did, and Chris Boucher got on his horse and got out to fill the left side of that transition opportunity. And Patrick McCall delivered a, a very good bounce pass on time, on target. And Chris attacked, tried to finishing. He got a hard foul, and, yep. and you know, you, you live with that. I mean, you're taking to the basket. Wilson Chandler has a bit of that old school in him, and he, yep. he hit him pretty solidly. But I will say this. If the Raptors continue to defend like that and create offensive opportunities, all of a sudden now, that's how their offense doesn't have to be run through the half court. Well, the Nets doing a good job looking after the ball, Sherm. Only two turnovers so far tonight. As I speak, they cough it up. Back of the Raptors. Free throws good for Boucher, 40-36 Toronto. All right, say that about 18 more times. Boucher, three, no good. Long rebound knocked away. Brissett. Goes to the 10, puts it up, no good, but he's fouled. Man, if I had that kind of power, me, you, Chris here, we'd be buying Lotto 649 and owning a piece of some team somewhere and a boat and a house in warm weather. Let's go with Lotto, man. Okay. I ain't, Chris? I ain't, yeah. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, money's money, man. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't fussy. Brissette misses the free throw. Prince Dinwiddie. And Joe Harris checked back in. Luau Cabarol, Temple, and Lavert check out. 8-15, first half. Toronto leading 40-36. Well, let's see what 
Brooklyn does. Last possession, excuse me, a couple possessions before they they tried to attack Matt Thomas and whomever he was defending came over to set a screen and they wanted to get him off the dribble. Dinwiddie three, no good. Rebound Boucher. Boucher runs in front court. Gets it to Thomas. On the bounce against Harris. Now near side to Brissett. Drives into the lane. Kicks to the corner. McCaw, three, good. Down the bottom of the well for the masked man. Patrick McCaw, timeout, Kenny Atkinson. The Raptors have gone on a little run here after trailing 36-33 or 36-31. It's a 12-0 run for Toronto to take this lead. Their defense has been very good. They've got some offensive opportunities in transition. And that last play, O'Shea Brissett comes off the screen, does a good job getting into the paint, solid two-foot stop, kicks it to the far corner. Patrick McCall with no hesitation knocks down the three. 747 and we are flying here through this first half raptors lead 43 36 from scotia bank arena this is tangerine raptors basketball on tsn 1050 toronto back in toronto paul jones sherman hamilton christy avero on the floor you'll hear from jim taddy and josh lewenberg at half steve eliopoulos up there keeping them on the air aradash vandy jp ricciuto back at raptor central the nets trail the raptors 43-36. So it's 44-36 as Thomas's bucket was indeed a triple. So it's an eight-point lead, a 13-0 run. Sherm the Nets 0 of 8 from the field, 0 of 5 from distance this quarter. Yeah, this is what made them successful in the first quarter, the ability to knock down threes, even though they were shooting a lower field goal percentage. Well, the Raptors have done a better job in this quarter of taking away the three-point line, and they protected the basket as well. So good balance defensively on the floor, and we talked about the struggles to score offensively. If you can get stops, you can always stay in the game. Wow, reverse lob and the dunk by DeAndre Jordan. Back to the days of Lob City as... The big man hammers it home, 44-38. Toronto by six. Matt Thomas, three, straight away, good. Down the bottom of the well. In the eye of the three-point champion, defending champion, Joe Harris. Matt Thomas looking like a young J.J. Redick on that one. Yeah, those guys come off the screens. They get their feet set. They raise up. They're locked in and loaded. It's pretty to watch. Dinwiddie in the lane, kick to Prince, swing to the corner. Wilson, Chandler, three, no good. Rebound knocked away from D- Jordan by Boucher to Brissette, but they're going to call the foul on Chris Boucher. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson did a great job getting out to that corner to contest a three-point shot. But you know DeAndre Jordan has the size advantage on Chris Boucher, and he's going to have to work hard on the glass to keep him off of it. Brooklyn ball, front court in the white. We're in the Bed-Stuy uniforms coming left to right. Dinwiddie drive, throw it up, no good. Jordan gets it underneath, lay it in, and a foul. The offensive rebounding hurting the Raptors. Nick Nurse wanting a travel, but Jordan's going to go to the line for one more free throw. It's one thing to let the offensive rebound hurt you. It's another thing to let DeAndre Jordan pivot, get the ball above his shoulders, laid in on another ticky-tack foul. Foul him on the ground. Make sure he does not get the ball above his shoulders. Put him on the free throw line. 
and make him consistently have to make free throws. These and one situations aren't going to cut it with DeAndre. No, they're not. 47-41, Raptors by six. Nets in the zone. Hollis Jefferson in the middle to Thomas. Corner three in the air, good. Mac Thomas drills another one into the bottom of the well. 50-41 and Sherm, he looks confident. He does, and he's moving well without the basketball. And if you think about it, they threw this zone out there thinking that they'd force other guys to shoot that three, but no, Matt Thomas gets that look. Raptors finding him. Pascal Siakam doing his impersonation of a sprinkler, wetting people up on the sideline. Dinwiddie in the lane to Chandler. They swing it around. Prince drive to Jordan. Nope, they got a walk on Torian Prince. No jump stop, turn it over, and back comes Toronto. Absolutely. Raptors doing a good job defensively. Active, closing up the paint, chasing people off the three-point line. As much as that lineup that was on the floor as Serge now enters the game, and Fred, as much as the lineup that was on the floor might have struggled at times to score, with Matt Thomas making a couple threes, we saw Patrick Paul make a three, their defense was excellent yes. during that stretch. Well, the Nets still having their issues from the floor. I'll give you an update in a second. Van Vliet, three up top, no good. Brooklyn only 2 of 11 in this quarter. Raptors lead it 50-41, nine-point lead, biggest of the game. Joe Harris, long three, no good. Tipped out to Harris. Kick to Dinwiddie, to Prince. Far side to DeAndre Jordan. Give and go to Prince for the jam. Nobody home minding the store. Five out. Yeah, O'Shea Brissett stuck on the near side trying to defend. Chandler should have been in help position to try and prevent that dunk. Brissett, three up top, no good. Rebound to Rondé. Spins, kick out to Brissett. Now to Thomas. Get it to Van Vliet. 5.05 first half. Ibaka in the lane. Jump hook up and in. I like that. I like that. You can run all the offense you want. Get the ball to surge sometimes on the block and let him attack Torian Prince, who cannot defend him down there. 52-43, Raptors by nine. 4.40 to go, first half. Here come the Nets, left to right. Dinwiddie on Thomas, shaking him on the dribble, drives past him, and Matt Thomas called for the foul. This is what I talked about earlier. We saw them do this when Karis LeVert was on the floor. They run screen and roll with Joe Harris, who's being defended by Matt Thomas, just to get the switch to attack Matt Thomas, knowing that he's not going to have the lateral quits to stay in front in front of Dinwiddie and LeVert. Nets inbound, far side, left wing. Allen straight away. Out there with LeVert, Dinwiddie, Harris, Prince. Allen drives and lays it in. It's pretty good move right there by Allen. We saw him earlier in the game put the ball on the floor and attack and get fouled that time. Couple dribbles, gets to the block, and makes a move. Oh, what a play. Ibaka with the feed. An acrobatic layup from Matt Thomas. Reverse layup with the left hand. Raptors up 54-45. Thomas with 13 off the bench. Did a good job there catching it in the air and spinning it in with the left hand. Van Vliet near side on the bounce. Raptors with their biggest lead of the game at nine. Ibaka down low on Dinwiddie. Squares, fires, got it. Straight through for Serge, the lead 11, 
56-45. Raptors trying to stretch it out. Yeah, so confident. Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't even have a chance to contest on that shot. In the lane, Dinwiddie floats it up. No good. Rebound Toronto. They've got numbers. Siakam drives. Kick to Van Vliet. Into the lane. So Ibaka floats it up and in. 13-point lead. Timeout, Kenny Atkinson. 58-45, Toronto. How about that no-look by Freddie Van Vliet to find the hot hand in Serge Ibaka. The defense getting it done, creating offensive opportunities for the Raptors. Toronto by 13. 58-45, 3.32 to go. First half from Scotiabank Arena. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. 3.32 to go until halftime when you'll hear Jim Taddy and Josh Lewenberg, Steve Eliopoulos up there in the booth with them here at Scotiabank Arena. Aradash Vandy and J.P. Ricciuto back at Raptors Central. And yours truly, Paul Jones, along with Sherman Hamilton and Chris Diabero in the second row. Adjacent to the Raptor bench, Toronto leading at 58-45. Sherm, the Nets only 4 of 16 in this quarter, and the Raptors have not let them knock one down from behind the arc. That's great recognition, and again, adjustments. How do you take away some of the things that are working from your opponent? Well, we saw Indiana come into this building on Wednesday and get hot from the three-point line, a team that wasn't shooting the amount of threes that they made against the Raptors. They changed that in the fourth quarter. They did it earlier in this game, though. Prince underneath to Allen. is passed to the corner, intercepted by Ananobi. Great crackback by OG there. Starters on the floor with the exception of Matt Thomas for Toronto. Siakam in the lane. Jump hook is good. 60-45, Raptors by 15. It's Van Vliet, Ibaka, Siakam, Ananobi, and Matt Thomas playing with the first group. Dinwiddie drives and lays it in. How about Spencer Dinwiddie just knifing through the Raptors' defense there all the way to the bucket. 60-47. Raptors by 13. Van Vliet on the bounce. Gets it to Ananobi. Near side, left wing to Siakam. On the bounce against Prince. Drives into the lane, lays it in. Pascal makes it 62-47. He's got seven points. Dorian Prince is catching a beatdown defensively. Surge is working on him. Pascal's just attacking him. There's no break for Torian Prince on the defensive end. Well, they smell the weak defender, sir. Yeah. Joe Harris, corner three, no good. Rebound knocked out by Jared Allen. The Nets retain possession. Lavert in the lane, reverse layup, no good. Ibaka tips it to Van Vliet. Here comes Toronto. Siakam to Van Vliet. Tries to go into the lane to Ananobi, who was drifting to the other side. It's a turnover. Well, Pascal missed OG on the initial break, and Fred thought that OG was going to stay there, but he moved. Prince, three, near side. 62-50. Brooklyn cuts it to 12. Minute 45, first half. And how do they get it? Off a turnover. Yep. Where you're scrambling back, you got to take care of the basketball because matching up on a three-point line with Brooklyn is difficult. Ibaka, far side, right wing. Raptors in the red, coming right to left, attacking the Bay Street end of Scotiabank Arena. Siakam on the dribble, stutters, floats it up. Good, far side on the box. Left shoulder into the chest of Jared Allen and floats it home. And that left shoulder just froze Jared Allen, forced him to go straight up in the air, and that allowed Pascal enough room to get that hook off. Dinwiddie up top on the logo to Joe Harris, drives far side. 
Kick back to Dinwiddie. Stutter dribble into the lane. Kick to Harris. Shot fake. Sidestep. Dinwiddie. Prince. Three on the shot clock. Good. Great ball movement by the Nets. Very patient. Absolutely. And a lot of that created by Joe Harris's movement on the three-point line, forcing multiple Raptor defenders to have to leave their feet to try and contest and get the ball out of his hands. 64-53. Raptors by 11. 10 on the shot clock. 40 seconds first half. Siakam leans over on the dribble. Says to Torian Prince, come and get some. Siakam floats it up and in. 66-53. Just putting Torian Prince in the blender. Dinwiddie back on a two-for-one. A long shot, no good. Raptors will bring it front court. Leading by 13, 25 seconds first half. Matt Thomas has been excellent off the bench for the Raptors. Front court. Siakam leans over against Dinwiddie. Shot clock at five. Pascal works left. Pull up. Jumper in the air. No good. Rebound. Lavert cut off. Runs it front court. Joe Harris three. No good. Prince tips it up. No good. Oh, and they got a foul on Matt Thomas as Prince was off balance. Wow. Yeah, battling on the glass. And, and they're saying Matt Thomas... Foul, Torian Prince. I'm really seeing where the contact was on that <laughs> Me one. Me either, Sherm. I'm, I'm with you. I, I I didn't see it. I thought maybe just an off-balance tip attempt by Prince, and that's what had him land on his wallet. But Well, it was awkward, too. I mean, he only had the left hand yeah. to go after it, and he tried to push it in off the glass. So I don't know. Maybe Matt Thomas can tell us what he did at some point. Well, two-tenths of a second, and Prince misses the first free throw. So let's see if the Raptors can survive. Prince, second one, good. So that's the way the half is going to end. 66-54, Toronto by 12 at recess. Again, the Raptors doing a great job in the second quarter with that defensive lineup. Really locking down the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn got a bit loose in the end of that second quarter, but no question the Raptors still cooking offensively, shooting over 54% from the floor. Josh Lewenberg and Jim Taddy up next. Recess here at Scotiabank Arena. Raptors leading the Nets 66-54. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. Tangerine Raptors basketball is on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. 47-41, Raptors by six. Nets in the zone. Hollis Jefferson in the middle to Thomas. Corner three in the air. Good. Back Thomas drills another one into the bottom of the well. 50-41 and Sherm, he looks confident. He sure does. A lot of people looking confident for the Raptors in the first half. 66-54 is what they lead. And, again, getting there is all the fun. Let's go courtside. Josh Lewenberg, our Raptors reporter, is here. Josh, how are you tonight, sir? Doing well, Jim. How's it going? Good. And so, you know, another different look. You always wonder how they're going to do it. They obviously weren't happy with the starters in the first quarter and really went deep on the bench. And what sticks to the wall is Matt Thomas really replacing Davis. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I mean... This half sort of speaks to how the Raptors have been so successful all season long. Well, three rotation players out again tonight, Lowry, Gasol, Powell. The Raptors have just found other guys to get it done. Everybody who stepped on the floor at some point in that first half 
contributed, including some guys that you wouldn't necessarily expect to in a lineup that you wouldn't necessarily expect to produce. Uh, we saw it very late in the first quarter when Pascal Siakam came out with a minute left. Nick Nurse went to a, an all-bench lineup that uh, featured Patrick McCaw, Rondé Halls, Jefferson, Chris Boucher, Matt Thomas, and O'Shea Brissett. Not a lot of scoring in that group, or at least that's what I'm thinking at that point. So the question is, where is the offense going to come from? But you mentioned a name, Matt Thomas. He has been the go-to scorer with that group tonight. And it sort of makes sense, I guess, because the Nets really uh, sticking to the zone there, trying to... Um, force the Raptors out of their comfort zone using the zone defense as we've seen the Raptors do to so many teams this season but the kryptonite of course to any zone is a deadly three-point shooter and Matt Thomas is just that a career high 13 points for Thomas all those other guys that I mentioned as well Boucher contributing O'Shea Brissett uh, defensively was solid Halls Jefferson, McCaw, that group not only really good, plus 11 in their seven minutes, but hey, because of the seven minutes, that meant that they bought the starters some much-needed rest to begin the second quarter. It was interesting to watch that transition because a lot of the bench guys came in at the end of the first quarter and started the second quarter, and as you say, there was a lack of offense. Then they wanted a nice run, and there's another example of the coach being patient and the players eventually figuring it out. Absolutely. I mean, nobody was scoring there for the first few minutes, and it was like, okay, well, yeah, this is what we expected. But that group, I mean, there's a lot of defensive upside with that group, the length and the versatility that they have. So I thought that the defense actually sparked the offense there. All of a sudden they were getting out and getting opportunities to run, getting transition, and the ball was moving, finding Matt Thomas. I thought they did a pretty good job of picking the zone apart, too. They were finding... Hollis Jefferson sort of in the middle of the zone, in the teeth of it, and he was breaking them apart. Uh, so I, I thought they were good. They were patient. They let the game come to them. And then credit to Nick Nurse as well, as you mentioned, Jim, because he called the timeout. I guess the Nets called the timeout there, and that's sort of where you expect Siakam to come back in or Van Vliet to come back in. But he let that group ride, and he's always that's something that Nurse always preaches. He says he's going to give guys an opportunity, and they decide their fate. If they play well, then he's going to let them... Uh, stay out there for long stretches. We just saw Matt Thomas play 15 straight minutes. It's something that uh, I'm not sure that he even expected tonight. But, um, yeah, I mean, those guys performed and Nurse rewarded them. So there's another, I guess, clue as to how the Raptors operate. Down 36-33 after a quarter, and you're thinking, okay, the offense is there, but the defense isn't. And any time this team succeeds, the defense is there, sets up the offense. And that's exactly what we saw from the depth players in the second quarter, isn't it? Yeah, and what else do we notice about these depth players, the guys that have performed for the Raptors today? What's the common denominator? Yeah. Undrafted yeah. guys, and that, again, has been the Raptors' story here. Uh, you, you look at basically all of the Raptors' top scorers today with the exception of Siakam Nibaka. Okay, well, Terrence Davis got off to a great start, undrafted. Fred Van Vliet, 10 points in the first eight minutes, didn't miss a shot during that stretch, undrafted. Then Boucher comes in and gives them great energy, undrafted. Matt Thomas leading the Raptors in scoring after 24 minutes with his 13 points, undrafted. O'Shea Brissett, undrafted. So those are five guys, all undrafted. All of them have scored for the Raptors uh, today. It, it, I mean, that just speaks once again to how great this organization is at finding talent, developing talent. And then while we're crediting the organization, I feel like we always have to talk about those players and the work that they've put in. All those guys are such hard workers. They put in the time. They've worked on their games. And it's paying dividends because, I, I mean, you never want to see injuries. You never want to see guys go down. But 
the, the flip side is the injuries open up opportunities, and here you have guys that have more than taken advantage of their opportunity. I just think this is a marvelous team to watch. If you go back to last Sunday, uh, Davis off the bench, 31 points. Uh, the next game against the Pacers, they rally from a 10-point deficit with two and a half to go. Last night, they hold a 10-point advantage over the Pacers, lose Lowry in the third quarter and still win. And tonight, it's the bench guys. I mean, this is it's just an evolving story, isn't it? Yeah, and they're doing it in different ways. Uh, this has been 13 straight wins, could be 14 tonight, but each one has sort of had its own game script, its own feel. They've won games with offense. They've won games with defense. They've come back from large deficits. They've uh, hung on to big leads. They've almost collapsed a few times, but then pulled out um, tough, grinded out, style wins it, it i mean it's a different thing every night and then it's also a different guy every night it, it seems it, it's been a really interesting stretch here i mean you, you can point to some of the bad teams that they've beaten it's been a kind schedule to say the least but then you, you look at a home and home against indiana a really good team the raptors took care of business even tonight i mean the nets are below 500 but they're a playoff team right now if the season ended today this would be your first round matchup raptors nets and i mean maybe it would need to be a best of five or something because uh i think that a best of seven here i mean we'd have to Watch, what, four four games of this? Well, you can remember, as I can, when that was a scary premise, but not oh, anymore. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, Davis. Good first quarter, turned the ball over a bit, and then didn't see any floor. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I just think it was Matt Thomas rolling in the second half that sort of ate up those minutes there. I think that's why we saw Terrence Davis start, because we know uh, Nick Nurse was debating between Davis and Patrick McCaw to fill the Lowry spot. I figured it would be McCaw. Of course, we know that... Uh, Patrick McCaw has a big fan in Nick Nurse, but uh, I think with Lowry out of the lineup, Nurse wanted some scoring punch, uh, some three-point shooting in that starting lineup. Davis filled that void, and then once Matt Thomas heated up, as I said, I think Nurse just likes the idea of letting those guys ride. So uh, hot hand sort of approach in that position here. I think we'll see a lot of Terrence Davis in the second half, and I mean the good thing is you got him a bunch of rest in the first half, so he'll have those fresh legs. You're right. We saw some of the good and some of the bad in the first quarter. But with Terrence Davis, as you know, it's like when he does make mistakes, the rookie mistakes, but they're also good intentioned mistakes. They come from playing hard and trying to do the right thing. And then, you know, he's always learning from them. Josh, thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, Jim. Josh Lundberg, our Raptors reporter courtside. The Raptors first half stat is brought to you by your Ontario Subaru dealers. Bring on winter in a Subaru. Hurry in for lease and finance rates from 0.99% at your local Ontario Subaru dealer. Going to go with the Thomas line as he played the last 15 minutes. So 5 of 7 in total, 3 of 4 from the outside. He had uh, 4 defensive rebounds, 2 steals, plus 10, and 13 points one of the other shifts is shooting the nets for 50 percent in the first quarter seven of 22 in the third uh, second quarter two of 12 only from the outside after shooting 50 percent from the outside in the first quarter so the raptors defense was mighty strong this is tangerine raptors basketball on tsn 1050 and tsn1050.ca back in toronto set for the second half 66 54 raptors leading the nets by 12 Pretty good second quarter, Sherm, for Toronto. They take Brooklyn's shooting percentage from 50% at the end of the first quarter to 40.8 at halftime as Brooklyn shoots 7 for 23 in the second frame. Yeah, outscore them 33 to 18 
in that second quarter. So the defense definitely was the calling card in that quarter. And you talked about it many times, how the Raptors had prevented Brooklyn from getting those clean looks consistently from the three-point line that they were getting in the first quarter. So that type of approach, and, and again, sometimes team, sometimes people look at the lineups on the floor and wonder how they're going to be out there. And we pointed out there wasn't a lot of scoring in the lineup during a large chunk of that second quarter. Right. But the defense they played was excellent and it helped the Raptors kind of get control of this game. All right, so we're set to start the second half as we settle in. It'll be Toronto ball moving left to right. Van Vliet, Davis, Ibaka, Ananobi, and Siakam. No Kyle Lowry tonight. Whiplash has him out of the lineup. Van Vliet near side in the lane. Floats it up. No good. Ibaka with the rebound fouled on the stickback dunk attempt by Jarrett Allen. And Serge continues to be a dominant force for the Toronto Raptors. He will go to the line for two. Well, he saved the possession. Fred Van Vliet in the paint was trying to get the defender to commit, and he wouldn't commit. So Fred shot a one-legged runner, but it was an air ball, and that's one of the tougher shots to rebound. And Serge was able to collect that air ball and go up and try and dunk it and get fouled. And that possession was pretty much dead on the air ball shot. Ibaka misses the first free throw. He will take the second one. The Raptors' lead was as big as 15. It's 12 right now. Surge dips, fires, knocks down the second free throw. So the Raptors go up 67-54 as Brooklyn gets its first touch coming front court right to left. Dinwiddie in the lane fouled on the drive and it'll be two shots for the Colorado Buffalo. Spencer Dinwiddie does a good job of taking straight direct lines on his drives. He's he's not trying to shake you east to west. He's trying to go north south on yep. his attacks and those are the hardest ones to defend because help side has a tough time getting into position based on the line and the angle that the offensive player is taking and Spencer Dinwiddie is doing a good job just consistently putting points on the board, consistently being involved, making plays offensively. Right now with 15 points on 6 of 10 from the floor. Dinwiddie knocks down two, and all of a sudden it's an 11-point lead, 67-56. Ibaka to Ananobi. On the dribble. Gets it to Van Vliet straight away. Fred on the bounce. Crosses over on Allen. Into the lane. Lefty floater up and in. Man, Fred with the creative finish. Leaning in and then falling out to get the layup to go. Raptors up 69-56. Prince corner three. No good. Rebound Ananobi. Van Vliet on a push. Wearing out the brakes on Levert. Now brings it out. Gets it to Ananobi. OG drives and lays it in. Strong take by OG. 71-56 Raptors by 15. Good extension of the arms to get the ball out of traffic on his last step. And then just kind of carrying Allen on his back as he laid it in. Allen lays it up. No good. Fouled underneath by Terrence Davis. And that will send Jarrett Allen, the Texas Longhorn, to the line for two. Terrence Davis getting switched off and having to try and 
and defend Jared Allen. Allen gets the rebound, gets the ball, and just goes up with it, and Terrence get, gets called pushing Allen under the basket. You know, we, if you've played basketball and had to switch on to a big guy or a big woman and tried to root them out and tried to keep them off the glass, it's a difficult thing to do yeah. when yeah. they're physical and they're long. Terrence Davis just get, got outmatched in that situation. 71-57, one of two for Allen. Raptors by 14. Van Vliet into the lane. Foul line, jumper, good. Raptors' biggest lead of the game, 73-57. 16-point lead for Toronto. Back comes Brooklyn. Lavert on the dribble, into the lane. Turns, the jumper, good from... 10 feet near side, left wing. Harris LeVert spun and went straight through Terrence Davis's chest to knock that shot down. Siakam, three near side, no good. Rebound LeVert. Here comes Brooklyn, front court, trailing 73-59. LeVert into the lane, has it knocked away. The Raptors get the strip. Here comes Ananobi. On the drive, crosses over on Joe Harris. Great drive. Harris fouls him going to the basket. OG showing some nice ball handling there. Absolutely. OG knowing that he's got the size and the quickness advantage over Joe Harris in transition. Nice little crossover right to left. Takes it to the basket and Joe Harris getting caught retreating. OG doesn't give him any room to get out of the way for contact and is able to get to the free throw line. And OG... Had a pretty decent game. Let me correct that. A pretty decent second half yeah. in Indiana last night. But he has struggled prior to that. So it's good to see him put some points on the board, but you want to see some consistency out of OG. Second free throw good. So the Raptors push the lead back to 15-74-59. Front court comes Dinwiddie. On the dribble, works near side. Kicks it far side. Prince up fake. Steps in. Mid-range jumper. Good. wonder why that's not a decision that's made more often. Now, I know analytics are saying that's not a good shot, but if you're not making that three, why not step into a 17-footer with some rhythm? Hey, man, three better than two, but two better than nothing. Absolutely. Van Vliet down the bottom of the well says, I'll take all three. 77-61. Raptors by 16, biggest lead of the game. Red has come out with a more aggressive mentality to start this third quarter. Raptors get the steal. Terrence Davis in the passing lane. Here comes Siakam to Ananobi for the jam. Toronto pushing it to 18, 79-61. They turn Brooklyn over and make them pay. Timeout, Kenny Atkinson. But all of that happens, Jonesy, because Terrence Ross runs the lane extremely hard gets the defender to have to get back that opens up OG on the other side for an easy two. So the Raptors open the lead to 18. 8.37 third quarter. Let's take a break from Scotiabank Arena. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. Back in Toronto. Raptors leading 79 61, 18-point lead, largest of the game, 8.37 to go third quarter. Sherm, you were talking, you and I were talking with our engineer, Chris Diavero here. 
during the break. This is just like a well-oiled machine right now. Well, it is, and and again, we're, we're talking about a team that, even though they're missing some key pieces, understand who they are, and the guys that know they need to step up are doing what they need to do, so there's no panic. There's a complete understanding of how to execute, and more importantly, defensively, that commitment has not wavered at all. Prince, corner three out of the timeout, no good. Long rebound, here comes Toronto. Ibaka to Van Vliet up top, into the lane. Fred probes on the dribble, now takes it out to the three-point line. Gets it to Ananobi. On the drive against Joe Harris, OG loses it. Goes right to Terrence Davis, his three ball just a little short. Back comes Brooklyn. That would have been too good of a play to work out for the Raptors on that one. I mean, you know, when it's going your way. Prince to Lavert, corner three, good. Man, good ball movement on the three-point line, but Karis Lavert is playing with some kind of confidence, four or five from the three-point line in this game. He's got 18 in the lane. Siakam loses the ball, but pushed by Dinwiddie. Sherm, I like the fact that the Raptors, with Brooklyn basically having kind of five guys, four guys the same size as Jared Allen, they all seem to be smaller than the likes of Siakam and Ibaka and Ananobi. And when they get a mismatch, they go at it. Mm-hmm. They're doing a good job of recognizing that. But they're so spread out that once there's a mistake made or a little dribble penetration and an overreaction defensively for the Raptors, they're just moving the ball and the rotation is too far to get to on the three-point line. Underneath, Ibaka floats it up and in. Torian Prince is going to have nightmares after this game. They're just going after him. Anytime he's defending Serge or Pascal. Well, the NBA vernacular, they're sniffing him out. Joe Harris line drives a three far side. 81-67 Toronto leading by 14. Siakam, three ball near side, no good. Long rebound, Terrence Davis. Kick out to Pascal, drive into the corner. Ibaka to Van Vliet. A deep three, short, long rebound, Dinwiddie. Even too unselfish sometimes. Serge had a great look from three. Decided to be unselfish and find Fred Van Vliet, who is a bit further behind the three-point line. Levert drive, off-balance runner, no good, but the foul called. And it'll go against Toronto. Terrence Davis taking the foul. Karis Levert will get two free throws. Again, Karis Levert, he was open in the far, on the far side three-point line for a lot of that possession. When he finally got the ball, was able to attack off the dribble and get fouled. But he's, he's one of those guys who has very good size in terms of a guard. Yeah. He's lanky. He's got that Euro step in his game. But he can shoot the basketball so well that you can't just gap him and contest his speed that way or his length. You have to get up on him, and that just makes him quicker when he blows by you. 81-69 Toronto. Lavert's got 20 after knocking down free throws. Back comes Toronto. Van Vliet into the corner. Terrence Davis down the baseline. Kick out Siakam, Van Vliet, Davis, corner three, good. Down the bottom of the well. Toronto worked it like the B-side. Good job. That play they love to run. Attack the baseline where there's some action on the weak side of flare screen. That shot wasn't there. Terrence cuts to the basket, starts the ball movement, gets it back, and knocks down the three. Joe Harris, jumper, got it, banks it in, far side, right wing. 84-71, Toronto by 13 they attack in the red from left to right. Van Vliet to Davis. Three straight away. Got it again. He was oh, itching. the rookie is knocking him down. 
He was itching. Fred was trying to set the play up. Terrence was walking into it like, give me the ball. I got a wide open look right now. He's got 15. The Raptors lead it 87-71. TD is four of five from distance. Prince three, good. Wide open, knocks it out. Yeah, poor switch right there. Serge Ibaka and OGI Nanobi were trying to switch to get matched up better and just bad communication. Siakam drives at guess who? Prince and lays it in. 89-74. Man, this has got to be tough mentally for Torian Prince. Dinwiddie, short jumper, got it. Second marker, far side, right wing. The 12-footer cuts the lead to 89-76. Brooklyn hanging in, Sherm. Yeah, they are. They're just staying close enough to keep the Raptors playing a high and sharp level. Siakam down low on Dinwiddie. Spins, gets into the lane, and lays it in off glass. Mm. Yeah, that's just, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm going to score. 91-76, Toronto by 15. Dinwiddie floater, no good. Here comes Toronto. Four on two. Van Vliet on the lob to Siakam a little bit high. And out of bounds, the Raptors waste a five on two. Yeah. Freddie with a little bit of hesitation might have thrown the timing of the pass off. And he launched that a bit too high for Pascal Siakam. As high as Pascal can get, that one was just a little bit out of his reach. 4.54, third quarter, 91-76 Toronto. Here come the Nets, front court right to left toward the Bay Street end of Scotiabank Arena. Temple, Chandler, Jordan, Dinwiddie, and Harris. Dinwiddie, jumper, no good, near side from 18 feet. On the left wing, back comes Toronto. In the red, moving left to right. Van Vliet, Siakam, Ibaka, Davis, and Ananobi. Fred, three, no good. Terrence Davis with the rebound. Ibaka three, no good. Rebound Dinwiddie. Love the hustle by Terrence Davis to get that second chance opportunity. Front court. Joe Harris, far side, right wing. On the bounce against Siakam. Kicks near side. Garrett Temple three, good. Joe Harris with the dribble penetration. Usually he's the guy at the closing end of that dribble penetration. That time he was the creator. Ananobi down low on Harris. OG goes right at him, gets to the baseline, kicks it to Ibaka in the lane, to Davis, to Siakam, three in the air, no good. Rebound off the hands of Joe Harris, out of bounds. It'll stay with Toronto. There was one more pass there on that sequence. If Pascal could have just got it to the other side of the court where Fred Van Van Vliet was loaded and ready to let it fly, and he would have had a cleaner look Pascal decides to shoot it and misses that shot, but it goes off of Brooklyn. Raptors get another possession. Front court. Toronto ball. McCaw into the ball game. Van Vliet drives into the lane, bounces off Temple, and then tries to put it up. Temple with the block. Here comes Dinwiddie, front court. 325, third quarter. Toronto up 91-79. Long jumper no good from Wilson Chandler. He's fouled on the three, so he's going to get three free throws. And all of a sudden, Brooklyn could cut this thing inside of ten points. And it looked like Fred Van Vliet felt that he was fouled when Temple blocked his shot. So he came down and he was going to foul somebody. It just happened to be Chandler shooting a three, and he had a conversation with the officials. After he fouled, Wilson Chandler put his hand up and said, yeah, I did it. 
But that was a foul on the other end. That should have been a whistle on that block by Temple. 3-22, third quarter. Boucher in. Ibaka out. Raptors leading 91-80. First free throw good. Wilson Chandler. Second free throw good. That is tour around the league. He's been in New York. Been with Denver. Had a few spots. Now with Brooklyn. And Chandler, the DePaul Blue Demon, knocks down all three. It's a nine-point lead. You know, Wilson Chandler, like Thaddeus Young, are guys I've always liked because of their versatility on both sides of the basketball. You can play them at a few positions, and they can defend a few positions as well. Siakam, top of the lane, jumper good. 21 feet straight out, 93-82 Toronto. You can't let defenders go under the screen. it's, It's a form of disrespect to say that you can't make that shot, and that time Pascal just rolls up and knocked that shot down. Chandler, corner three, good. Yeah, you let a a shooter see the ball go through the hoop, Sherm, you're in trouble. Absolutely, and that time two Raptors ran to Garrett Temple, not communicating enough, and that left Chandler open in the far corner. 93-85, the 18-point lead is down to eight. Siakam, jumper blocked by DeAndre Jordan. The Nets continue to fight back. 2-28, third quarter. Wilson Chandler, far side. On the bounce, gets it to Dinwiddie. Works right side, far wing, left hand into the lane, lob it up. DeAndre Jordan misses the lob. Back comes Van Vliet on the drive, into the middle. Fred lays it up and in. Good job by Fred again, just getting into the defender's chest and making sure that he kept the rhythm off defensively, and that time able to just flip it in with the left hand. Dinwiddie. On Siakam, far side, right wing on the bounce. Left hand to the middle, floats it up, no good. Rebound, Siakam. Outlet Van Vliet, one on three. He's going to push the pace, put his head down, lay it up, no good. Tipped up and in. Two Raptors there, Boucher and Davis. Usually someone's throwing their hand up in the air. We're going to have to look and see who they gave that one to. They gave it to Patrick McCaw. That's why. He's the quietest one out of everybody. No matter. Raptors up 12, 97-85. 119 to go. Third quarter. DeAndre Jordan called again on a travel while holding the ball. He can't believe it. Yeah, that was the second time in this game that that's happened. And he's still out there trying to talk to Nick Bukert, the official, to figure out how he's getting called for this travel. Timeout on the floor. 2.23 to go. Sorry, 1.19 to go. Third quarter. Raptors leading 97-85 from Scotiabank Arena. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. Back in Toronto. The joint is jumping. The Raptors one quarter plus a minute 19 left in this third quarter away from A Canadian Pro franchise tying 14 wins in a row. Raptors leading it 97-85 with 119 to go in the third quarter. 
Well, Brooklyn is not trying to make it easy. Making enough plays in. And as I said earlier, just making sure the Raptors have to stay sharp to, to continue to see if they can get that 14th win. McCaw, Hollis Jefferson out there with Thomas Boucher and Davis. Davis off the dribble. Step back jumper over DeAndre Jordan short. Rebound, Luawu Cabarol. Outlet to Lavert, Chandler, Jordan, and Temple on the floor for the white-shirted Nets. Three ball, no good, far side. Boucher blocks the stick back attempt from DeAndre Jordan. Davis three, near side, good. Down the bottom of the well for Terrence Davis. 17 for TD. He's four of five from the land beyond tonight. Pure is that shot, too. We were right behind that three-point shot, and it was on line the whole time. Terrence Davis, I mean, when do we cross the line and call him a shooter? He can shoot it. We know he can shoot it. Sherm, we, we like to put him in that realm of a scorer because he can get to the hoop as well, but he's got all the tools offensively. Exactly, and that might detract from him ever being labeled a shooter. Might be a good thing, but, man, the mechanics of his shot, the ability to shoot the basketball efficiently, his feet being prepared to get the shot off. He squares up nicely. It's a nice high release. He's got a lot of the elements that you would teach a young player in terms of form and and how to get a shot off with no dip in terms of his catch. A lot of positives with this young man. DeAndre Jordan makes the first free throw. 36.4 seconds to go. As the Raptors lead the Nets 100 to 86. Terrence Davis having a night. He's got 20. On 7 of 12 from the floor. Wow. Efficiency is us. Absolutely. And that includes 5 of 6 from the three-point line. So 5 of his 7 made shots. Well, 5 of his 8 made shots. Well, he took took one from deep. Missed it. Boucher came down with the rebound. Went to the ground. And they're going to get a jump ball. And Nick Nurse was trying to plead with official Nick Buecher that he was trying to call a timeout, and Buecher had no part of that. Great hustle, though, by Chris Boucher to get in there and snag that rebound. 27.2 to go, 13 on the shot clock if Toronto maintains possession of the ball. Jordan, though, comes down with a jump. Quick hit ahead to Levert. Drives. Blocked by Boucher again. Levert, kick out. They swing it. Lawawu Cabarro up top to Levert. Shot clock, game clock, tenths of a second apart. Ten on the game clock. Levert straight away. On Davis. Drives left into the lane. Kick out. And he's fouled on the pass out with 3.4 to go. And that's what I'm talking about. Karis Levert with Terrence Davis into him because he can shoot it. He's so quick and he's got that that long first step. He gets into the paint and attracts two other defenders for the Raptors and ends up trying to kick it out but had a chance to really get an and one situation but he's so difficult to defend. Free throw good for Levert. He's having a solid night. 21 and the meter's still running. 
100-87. Raptors with the lead. Second free throw good for Levert. 3.4 seconds to go. Terrence Davis front court to Matt Thomas. Three in the air, no good. Not sure he got it off. But the Raptors ran something, Sherm. Good execution. Yeah. Very good. Absolutely. A lot of the pressure and attention on Terrence Davis in the front court, but in excuse me, in the back court, but in the front court, good action for the Raptors to free up Matt Thomas. Good delivery of the ball by Terrence Davis. Just unfortunately doesn't make the shot. One lap of the track to go. 188 Raptors by 12 from Scotiabank Arena. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. Back in Toronto, one lap of the track to go. Raptors lead 100-88. to And they're looking for win number 14. What a run they've been on, Sherm. Absolutely, and, and again, it's a run that... It's not these lightning bolts of things that are happening where... Guys are playing out of their mind and lucky bounces. It's 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 hard work. It's getting after it defensively. It's finding ways to win. It's it's resiliency. It's mental toughness. It's physical toughness. It's all the things that are repeatable that this team has in them. That comes Brooklyn, and they get a lob and a jam by DeAndre Jordan to start the final stanza. Davis, McCaw, Boucher, Thomas, and Hollis Jefferson for the red-shirted Raptors coming front court left to right. Thomas near side, drives on Temple, finds Boucher, lays it up, no good, but fouled by Garrett Temple. Sherm, the Raptors are one of the best teams in the NBA with ball on side A, cut comes from side B. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things when, when the defense is locked in on the ball on the strong side, what do your weak side players do? How do they occupy and try to distract those help side defenders to make sure that strong side has opportunities to score the basketball or make a play? And that action on the weak side creates not only movement, it also creates rebounding opportunities on the glass. And the flip side of that too is those guys in help side now can't just stay locked in on the basketball and already be in rotation spots. You right. take them out of those positions and force them to have longer stretches to go to get to positions. Raptors up 102-90. Boucher knocks down two. And then they got a foul on Terrence Davis at the other end. As he was guarding Wilson Chandler on the bounce. Team foul number one, but personal foul number four on Terrence Davis, who has had a terrific ball game tonight for Toronto with 20 points leads all Raptors scores Chandler far side right wing left hand to the middle loses the ball Matt Thomas has it four on two Toronto Davis corner three far side no good rebound Wilson Chandler good decision right there by Rondé to find Terrence Davis who has a hot hand in the corner he just misses that shot Lavert three, got it wow. over Hollis Jefferson. Tough, tough look. That's a, that's one of those shots that people make when you're just in that zone where you feel like anything you throw up can go in. McCaw. 
on the bounce. Gets it inside to Hollis Jefferson. Kick out Davis. On Luwawu Cabarro. Drives right into the lane. The floater up. No good. Tipped up by Hollis Jefferson. No good. Gets it back. Misses the shot. Rebound. Here comes Brooklyn. You like the hustle. You like the effort on the glass by Rondé. Maybe that possession. Pulling it out. See if you can get a better look. Luwawu Cabarro. Three. No good. Rebound Terrence Davis. Runs it front court. On the dribble. Gets all the way down to the baseline. Finds Rondé who lays it up and in. Good job right there by Terrence Davis. Keeping his dribble alive until he found a passing angle to get the ball to Rondé as he occupied DeAndre Jordan. 104-93 Toronto. 9.45 fourth quarter. Lavert Kick to Chandler. Drives left. Back to Lavert. Three ball near side. Good. And a foul on Boucher. Karis Lavert is going to work 28 points in 28 minutes and he's got a free throw to come and that was one of those quick release shots i mean chris is a a very good shot blocker we've seen him block three-point shots as well so he's one of the guys that you kind of give him a bit of leeway yeah benefit of the doubt Yeah, because he's got great instincts as a shot blocker but levert got that shot off so quickly that even boucher wasn't able to get to it and the momentum because of the shot going so quickly had Chris Boucher going into making contact with Lavert. Lavert has a career high tying 29 points. Front court for Toronto, Matt Thomas. Raptors up 104 97. It's suddenly close again. Davis kick up top to Thomas. On the bounce, works left. The runner in the air, no good. Back rim, DeAndre Jordan with the rebound. Here comes Brooklyn. They are not going away. Lavert putting them on his back. On the bounce. Kicks to Chandler. Three ball far side. No good. Rebound Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Felt the timeout coming on if that one went in. 8.50. Fourth quarter and Hollis Jefferson is fouled by Luwawu Cabarro. Nets Sherm, as we said many times. Just staying close enough to make you nervous. Well, you're right. And and the Raptors, we knew this coming in, that the Raptors were going to have to play a complete 48 against this Brooklyn team, especially if they started making threes. Well, they made 16 threes in this game. Yeah. That's going to keep you in, and and Brooklyn has stayed just close enough to create concern for the Raptors. Van Vliet back in the game for Toronto. On the bounce, up top. Drives, kicks to McCaw, near corner. Spins in the lane, the floater up, no good. Rebound, DeAndre Jordan. And Rondé Hollis-Jefferson just creates the foul, knows he doesn't have a chance to get the basketball. Just kind of taps his chest and jogs back, knowing that just to get that whistle to stop any transition opportunity for Brooklyn was the intent on that foul. Back comes Brooklyn. 8.25 to go. They trail 104-97. In the lane, Jordan. Out top, Luau Cabarro. Drive. Lay it up. No good. Rebound, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Good move. Just couldn't extend to get that ball above the rim. Thomas in the corner. Gets it to Van Vliet. Fred drives. Shot clock at 10. We hit eight minutes to go in the game. Rondé to a cutting mat. Thomas lay it up and in. 
Oh, what a deceptive pass by Rondé. It was a great cut, great pass, and Spencer Dinwiddie tried to take the angle away, and Matt Thomas was able to contort his body to still get to the basketball and lay it in. Chandler, three, no good. Rebound, DeAndre Jordan bats it out to Dinwiddie. To Chandler, Luau Cabarro, three, short. Rebound, Van Vliet. Toronto busts out with pace. Van Vliet, drive, lay it up, no good, but fouled by Chandler. Fred, like a freight train coming downhill, takes the foul, gets the foul on Wilson Chandler. And Fred likes to get to that left hand and get that right shoulder into defenders. We've seen him do it a few times in this game already. That time, doing it to Chandler, but at full tilt. And Chandler trying to retreat defensively really has no chance to stay with Fred on that play. So... 107-97 is the lead for Toronto. Van Vliet on the line. Second free throw good. Toronto by 11. 7-28. Still lots of basketball to be played. Harris to Dinwiddie. Near side. Works to the middle. Stutter dribble and they've got a foul called. And it'll go on Patrick McCaw. Patrick saying that he's being held on that screen. So he's holding back. And it's just one of those scenarios where if the screener is planted, it's very hard to call a, an illegal screen or the hold on that play. And DeAndre Jordan has all the tricks in the book. Dinwiddie far side, right wing. Nets coming right to left. Dinwiddie drive, kick into the corner to Prince. Swing it to Temple, shot clock at three, got to go. Over Thomas, no good. Rebound, Dinwiddie rushes in. Even though Ibaka had Jordan boxed out. Temple drive, lay it up, blocked by Siakam. They get it back to Jordan who jams it down. Yeah, that possession two times the Brooklyn Nets. First to the loose ball, and it eventually pays off. 108-99 Toronto. 6.40 to go in the game. Siakam drive, lay it up, no good. Jordan with the shot contest. Here comes Spencer Dinwiddie. In the lane, lays it up and in. How about the timing of that, the change of pace, the ability to use the rim as another defender on a shot blocker like Serge to lay it in. Seven-point lead, 108-101 Toronto. Ibaka pulls for three, no good. Rebound Joe Harris. Top of the stretch, 6.15 to go. The Nets charging. Dinwiddie drive, lay it up, no good. Rebound Van Vliet. That time Serge had enough space and enough opportunity to disrupt that shot. Van Vliet pull up three in transition, no good. Under six minutes to go in the game. Raptors by seven. Temple far side to Harris. Drive into the lane. Kick to the corner. Prince sidestep. Kick to Dinwiddie. Drives left to Prince. Three ball near side, no good. Rebound, Matt Thomas. 5.40 to go, 108-101 Toronto. And Nick Nurse wants a timeout. I like this timeout. I do too. I like the fact that nothing's happening for his team. Really no real flow offensively. Maybe some weary legs from playing last night. Settle them down with 5.37 left in this game. Give them a breather. Get them readjusted and focused on the task at hand to finish his game. Top of the stretch, 5.37 to go. 
108-101 Toronto. From Scotiabank Arena, this is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. Back in Toronto, Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton, Christy Averro here courtside. Raptors up 108-101, 5.37 to go. Jim Taddy and Josh Lewinberg will help take you home after the game. Steve Eliopoulos up top. And back at Raptors Central, Arad Ashvandi and J.P. Ricciuto. Raptors are making a run for 14, but the Nets are saying not so fast. And rightfully so. The Nets aren't here to give the Raptors number 14 in a row. Toronto front court in the red, moving left to right. Ibaka in the lane. Jump hook blocked out of bounds by Jordan. It's Ibaka, Siakam, Davis, Van Vliet, and Ananobi for the red-shirted Raptors. Six on the shot clock, 525 in the ballgame. Toronto up, 108-101. Van Vliet, three ball near side. Good, down the bottom of the well. Great execution on the inbound. Absolutely, the ball's inbounded towards the middle of the paint. Double screen is set for Fred as he inbounds the ball. He gets behind it. The pass is delivered. Knocks it down. Back at you, Joe Harris. Knocks in a long two. Upset that his foot crept over the line. Toronto up 111-103. Van Vliet drive into the lane. Comes out the near side. They let him go. He tees up a three. No good. Wow, they switched poorly, and Fred had a wide-open look. 4.40 4.40 to go. Temple front court on the bounce. Knocked away between Siakam and Van Vliet. And they got the foul on Fred, who shoots Diedrich Taylor a look of disdain. Yeah, that time it seemed like Pascal and Serge had Garrett Temple under control. Didn't seem wow. like they were giving him any space. And you just don't want to put a guy on the line when... He really doesn't have any option, and he's looking to kick the basketball out. He's not trying to score at that point either. Sherm, I saw the replay. Didn't look like there was much contact there at all. That's a shocker. Yeah. Nick Nurse trying to give Fred Van Vliet some instruction, and DeAndre Jordan walked over as if Nick Nurse called him into that little conversation. Well, the free throw is good. 111. 105. Raptors by six. Siakam in the lane, floats it up and in. Got a friend, got a friendly roll. Over who? Over Torian Prince. <laughs> Did what he drives, fouled by Ananobi. And OG takes a foul. Dinwiddie will go back to the line. Dinwiddie's been very good in this game. 20 points, 9 assists. He's really been aggressive. And and he's had his moments where it's been him and Karis LeVert that have been just kind of running the shop. As I say that, Karis LeVert checks into the game. So now both those guys are going to be on the floor. And the Raptors really have to pay attention to the shooting ability and the breakdown ability of both those guys. Front court. Here come the Raptors. 
the lead shrinking. It's 113-106. Siakam on Prince. Gets a Van Vliet screen, works near side. Backs in on Dinwiddie. Into the lane, jump hook up, no good. Point blank, missed it. Back comes Dinwiddie on the run. Lobs it up. Tipped up and in by DeAndre Jordan. 113-108. to go. DeAndre Jordan doesn't have the bounce he used to have. But he can still get up there. Yeah, still effective. Absolutely. Ibaka down low on Dinwiddie. Into the lane. Jump hook up. No good. I almost think the flop by Dinwiddie distracted Serge a little bit. Back comes Brooklyn. Jordan. Straight away, gets it to Prince, near side, left wing. 3-10 to go in the game, Toronto up, 113-108. Lavert pull up, jumper, good. Wow. How about the patience on that screen and roll? Waited and waited and waited and didn't see Serge commit to him. Fred Van Vliet kind of faded away. Knew he could just get that push shot over the top. 113-110, timeout Toronto. 301 to go in the game. We'll take a break from Scotiabank Arena. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. Back in Toronto. Raptors hanging on to a 113-110 lead. They're trying to get to number 14, but the Nets not making it easy they're not and and again we're talking about a Nets team which we talked at the top of the show that under Kenny Atkinson they play hard they might not have had the talent all the time they not might not have been able to score all the time but that foundation of playing hard will help you learn and grow as the systems start to fit the player personnel and Guys start to mature and understand who they are in the league, and we're seeing that kind of come into play now where guys like Laverde and Dinwiddie, Joe Harris are understanding who they can be in this league with that foundation of playing hard. Out of the timeout, Raptors coming left to right. 2.50 to go. They lead by three. Wearing the red, Siakam straight away on DeAndre Jordan. Drives into the hoop. Spin, puts it up, no good. Rebound, Jordan. He's been good defensively. He hasn't bought the pump fakes. He's contested well and at times blocked shots. Dinwiddie straight away into the lane. 14-footer near side. No good. Tipped up by Jordan. No good. Rebound Ananobi. Here comes Van Vliet. Drives on Harris. Floats it up and in. And the foul. Fred says, I got two. And I'm still shopping with a coupon for one more. Great job by Fred Van Vliet. Attacking again. When he turns it and goes downhill, he just gets into defenders' bodies. He gets the opposite shoulder to create a little bit of space to get that shot off. He takes off the wrong leg and just throws the timing of the defender off. And that time again on the right side, getting into Joe Harris, just knocking him back ever so slightly going through the resistance of his arms to lay it in and get the end one. Big, big end one for Fred. 116-110 Toronto. Van Vliet willing Toronto forward with 27 tonight. Harris drive, floated up and in. 
Good take by a guy who normally hangs out above the arc. Absolutely, and started above the arc, and Terrence Davis had to close that space on him, and he used that opportunity to put the ball on the floor with his left hand to get to the middle and get that shot off. Ibaka on the drive into the lane on Jordan. Kicks it out to Van Vliet. Fred, drive, step back, jumper. Got the roll. 16-footer straight away. Front rim, backboard, and in for Freddie. 118-112. Minute 35 to go. Down the stretch we come. That's just better offense because Spencer Dinwiddie did everything you're supposed to do defensively. Lavert drives on oh. Ibaka, bounces off him, and lays it in. That's a tough shot. Absolutely. Kind of his side, his left side, almost his back facing the basket as Serge did a good job defending him with the principles of verticality and not fouling him. Levert makes an acrobatic shot. Van Vliet, drive, lay it up, no good. Back comes Levert, lays it up and in, near side, left wing. 118-116, Toronto, under a minute to go in the game. No timeout for Nick Nurse. Going to let his team play through this. Siakam drives, floats it up. No good. Rebound Brooklyn. Here they come, front court. Levert on the drive. Into the lane. Step back, jumper. Good. We're tied at 118. 35.3 to go. Timeout, Nick Nurse. And Karis Levert again with the patience on the screen and roll. Utilizing the screen, being defended by Fred Van Vliet, knowing if he gets to his spot, he can raise up and knock down the shot. He has been a monster in this game with 37 points on 12 of 17 from the floor. So the Brooklyn Nets have tied it. We'll stay here. 118 apiece, 35.3 seconds to go. Wow, what a ball game here in Toronto. The Raptors are working with all that they have to try and get number 14. And the Nets are giving them everything that they can handle right now in terms of another game where the Raptors are going to have to execute, make plays, be tough defensively, and figure out a way to beat a team that is playing very well in this game. Sherm, do you go two for one here? 35 seconds. You got a full 24. You advance the ball. You could probably get a shot within five seconds and leave yourself something comfortably at the end. It's definitely an option because you want to make sure that you get the last possession in the game, but you want to make sure that it's a good shot. You don't want to take a shot just to get it up quickly for a two for one, and that's something that the Raptors have to be very, very cognizant of. So, Toronto will inbound. Far side, left wing. Ananobi to do the honors. OG holding. Gets it into Van Vliet. To Siakam. Pascal, center circle. Works right, near side. Back to the left. 
No switch. He drives on Chandler. Banks is no good, but is fouled. They were trying to get the switch on Dinwiddie, and the Nets kept playing cat and mouse, Sherm, and Chandler stayed on Pascal, but he gave ground. Well, he did, and, and he went under the screen the second time to make sure that he could stay in the paint, thinking Pascal was not going to take the shot. And that time, Pascal didn't settle, attacked, and got to the free throw line. So they're going to review Kenny Atkinson with the green light on is going to review the call. And Sherm, this is the time when you would use your challenge. Absolutely. This is a good review for, for Kenny Atkinson. And again, I don't know if this is going to be overturned. It seemed like it was it was a pretty clear foul in terms of Chandler moving to his yeah. left as Pascal was trying to Euro step him. Uh, but you're right. This is where you use it. I mean, Chandler did hit. Chandler did take it in the chest, but he wasn't planted. He was moving to his left. So, and his body got kind of turned on the contact. Right. He wasn't square. Yeah. So, so again, I, I don't think that this call will be over, overturned. But again, I'm. We don't. I've count. been run so many times. I think I'm right. So they're chatting. And they are going to indeed uphold it. A two-shot foul yep. for Pascal Siakam. Now, Pascal makes both these free throws. It's a two-point game with 22.9 seconds left in the game. So it's a lot of time for Brooklyn to manufacture a shot. Siakam tonight, one of two from the line. He's got 19 points, 22.9 to go. Many people standing as Siakam toes the line. The game tied at 118. A hush falling over Scotiabank Arena. Siakam, two bounces, fires, and misses. It rattles three rims and doesn't go. All right. Back, front, back, and out. Settle down here. Refocus. And make this one. Pascal takes the bounces. Fires the second one. Good. One-point lead, 22.9 to go. Toronto 119, Brooklyn 118. Got to hang your hat on the defensive end of the floor now. Dinwiddie up top against Van Vliet. Get it to Levert, far side on Ananobi. Levert guarded by Ananobi. Three, two for the win, no good. Tipped up by Harris, no good. Toronto wins. The beat goes on for the Toronto Raptors. A close one, but it's 14 in a row for the Raptors. They survive against the Nets. The final, Toronto 119, Brooklyn 118. When it all comes down to it, your defense has to show up. That possession, OG Ananobi did a great job on a hot Karis LeVert. Got him to throw an air ball up. The defense for the Raptors getting it done in the crunch. 
So Toronto wins it in thrilling fashion. One point is the difference as the defense comes clean at the end. We're joined by Terrence Davis. I've I've nicknamed him big time because he's coming up big time with 20 tonight. But TD, take me through the last quarter. It looked like, I mean, you guys were running out of gas and you had assurance that you hanged a hat on your defense. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. I mean, uh, man, this team is built, built really tough, man. You know, we've been through a lot. We, are we down three guys, three, four guys right now, man. And, you know, we just, we just keep finding ways to win, pull it out, man. And that was great team too. I keep, I keep saying it. I can't stress enough, man. Great team, great team pull out. You know, tough wins like this on a back-to-back night, and uh, you know, we just look forward to the next one, man. So. Terrence, obviously you started tonight, and when you think about everything that's been thrown at you in your rookie season, it's kind of amazing, but you got to be responsible with the opportunity. No doubt, no doubt, man. Uh, the best, they stay on me, man. Like, they don't let me get too high, they don't let me get too low, man. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for them guys. But I really wouldn't be in this situation with, without them, man. Uh, playing how I'm playing, man, the guys, they take me through. Do things, man. They coach me. Just been, been, been helpful, you know, to the to the group. they, like, I mean, they see a lot in me. So uh, I'm thankful for them guys, man. This, this is a great organization, great team. I can't stress it enough. The beat goes on, Terrence. Yes, Way Good to job, go. my man. Thank Good job, man. 14 in a row. The Raptors get the win, 119-118. We'll take some time to catch our breath here. What a ball game here at Scotia Bank Arena. Toronto survives. They win it 119-118. Jim Taddy will take you home on a winning ride. Toronto by a point for Chris Avero and Sherman Hamilton. I'm Paul Jones saying this has been Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 Toronto. 14 in a row for Toronto. Good night from Scotiabank Arena. This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Got to hang your hat on the defensive end of the floor now. Dinwiddie up top against Van Vliet. Get it to Levert, far side on Ananobi. Levert guarded by Ananobi. Three, two for the win, no good. Tipped up by Harris, no good. Toronto wins. The beat goes on for the Toronto Raptors. A close one, but it's 14 in a row for the Raptors. They survive against the Nets. The final Toronto 119, Brooklyn 118. Paul Jones with the final call. The beat goes on, you gotta believe. 14 straight, oh, that was a seat squirmer. 119-118, the final is the Raptors win it on a spicy P foul shot. And I have to tell you, the building, everybody was standing and looking. He had two. He missed one, and you could hear the gulp. And then when the second one went in, okay, now we need to stop, and they got it. Wow, that was a a real bit of tense times for Raptors fans, but they win it. Let's bring in Tom Sturter, the former Raptors assistant coach, to analyze it. Tom, welcome. How are you tonight, sir? 
Well, Jim, it was an exciting game. I mean, you got to think the the Raptors being on the second night of a back-to-back, maybe a little fatigued in that fourth quarter. But, uh, uh, you know, championship basketball is about winning these games, about winning the ones uh, that are close. And and, uh, the Raptors did a great job tonight in just pulling out and getting the win. They did, and you know, a lot of times when we go back over the 14 straight wins, people will say, "Well, look at the schedule." Well, well, but they didn't lose; they won. They found a way to win, and tonight it was all guts, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And and, and you got to you got to give a lot of credit to that second unit. I, I, at one point on the, I was looking on the floor. They got Thomas McCall, Hollis Jefferson, Boucher, and Brissett. And I'm saying, when's the last time you saw those five guys on the floor together? So they did a great job in the second quarter of being able to go out and extend uh, a lead. And, and, and defensively, they went out and held uh, Brooklyn to 19 points in that quarter. So that was obviously the difference, seeing that we only scored 18 in the fourth. That one point that they end up getting in the second quarter was the difference in the basketball game. Well, that second quarter, I mean, you know, every, for every Raptors victory, there's, there's a, a different description. And so I think you would agree. In the first quarter, even though they were offensively there, defensively they weren't, uh, and Coach Nick Nurse goes to the bench. Uh, Davis had nine points in that first quarter and then sat for the second, and Matt Thomas came in. And, you know, we're talking about in the pregame, how did they replace Lowry, and everybody thought the answer was Davis. Well, it was Davis-Thomas, wasn't it? Yeah, no question, because one of the things that Brooklyn did in that quarter is they came out and started to play a lot of zone. Nick Nurse right away recognized the zone and brought in and brought in Thomas. So Thomas hits three threes and gets a deuce in the corner, and so all of a sudden he changes the complexion of the game. And Brooklyn can't sit back in that zone. You know, one of the things they thought they could do was because they had those other guys on the floor that we didn't have a lot of shooters that that would be enough. But Thomas was effective not only being able to find the opening on the outside, but being able to move off the basketball. He did it twice tonight where he made nice basket cuts and got easy buckets. So Thomas had a big role along with, as you mentioned, along with Davis tonight and being able to have a big impact on the game. Well, it was a nice one-two punch, and in the third quarter, Davis came back in and uh, planted 11, and then in the fourth quarter, they were both on the floor for a bit, so it was uh, sort of a nice, uh, again, evolution on the roster, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was, and and one of the things I think that you, you hear people uh, talk about with the Raptor basketball team is there's not just one guy. Again, tonight we got five guys in double figures. Thomas off the bench tonight was the guy that had, had 15. And matter of fact, I think that might be a career high for him. But the other thing that happened is Davis, Van Fleet, uh, Ibaka, and, and, and Pascal, even though he didn't have a great night from an efficiency standpoint, uh, he got 20 points on 22 attempts. But you still have five guys in double figures. So you know, on any given night, the Raptors are doing it collectively as a team. They're playing together. They're sharing the ball. They're moving it. And they play great defense. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. You know, if, the, if their their offensive numbers aren't there, all they have to do is tighten up defensively, and, and they seem to follow. And, and that was certainly the second quarter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, and like I say, that seemed to be where a little separation. And, and then as you saw it in the third quarter, like I felt as a coach, as I'm watching this, I didn't feel we really got back into our real defensive presence in that second quarter. I thought we were just trading baskets with it. And sometimes that's the – the, the, the trap you fall into. You got the 10 or 12. One point that we had, I think, it up to 16 point lead. And then all of a sudden, you just feel like this is going to be an easy game. We're going to ease along. I'll trade buckets with you and we'll win it at the end. 
Well, that almost came back because we start off one for seven to start the fourth quarter, uh, and, we, and we really didn't have it going offensively anymore. But, but when you get into that mindset, now it's difficult to rev it back up again to be able to get back into a, an aggressive mindset both at the defensive end and the offensive end. Boy, you know, the coaching staff really worked, sort of the players. But, you know, in the first quarter, Freddie, uh, who was uh, supposed to carry the load because Kyle was out, uh, he got into personal foul trouble with two, and so he sat down as well. That's a major adjustment, isn't it? Yeah, it is, especially when you don't have a, 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 a point guard per se. I mean, McCall comes in and tries to play a little bit of that. Uh, and the same thing uh, as well when you, when you start talking about Davis. Those two guys try to handle some of that load. But it's not the same as Kyle and Fred. You know, Kyle, obviously, a great uh, ball mover, a guy who knows and, and, and knows who to get the basketball to. Fred does the same thing. They just have a, a great court presence, an ability to make plays for everybody. When you don't have guys like that on the floor, it can still get done, but it's a little bit more difficult. It's a little bit more challenging. But uh, I thought they did a great job with it tonight. Van Fleet was big down the stretch. The two buckets he has at 221 in the fourth and 137, were, were, they came at opportune times when we were just struggling to be able to score. Fred puts us up six, and then he comes back on a, on a play not too much later. But uh, the fact that, that they got the job done tonight down the stretch uh, was really big, and like I say, just extend this thing up to 14 now. Tom, we talked about the fatigue of the Raptors back-to-back games and, and one away and, and coming back home, but what were the Nets able to exploit in that fourth quarter? Well, Levert, you got two, you got two guys. Dinwiddie and Levert were, were two guys that just had it going. And Levert, uh, some of the shots that he was making, they were challenge shots by the Raptors. Um, but, but when you get guys that are hot like that, man, somebody's got to step up. And, 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 and indicative of the last play, OG Ananobi came out, and Levert was the guy you knew they were going to go to. He was the guy at 37 at that point in time. And one of the things that you do when you get a guy like that, somebody has to take the challenge. And, and I, was, I was happy to see that OG Ananobi had him in, in, in the critical play at the end of the game just because you knew he was going to give you effort. You knew he was going to put everything out. You knew his length was going to be able to challenge the shot, which he did. And, and so a guy like that, when you get a guy that's, that's really hot like that, somebody on your team has to step up. You didn't want a double team because you had shooters on the floor in Harris uh, Dinwiddie uh, were out there on the floor. And the biggest concern I had was because they had DeAndre Jordan in the game, I was worried that they were going to have to, you know, an, a, a chance for an offensive rebound. Joe Harris ended up getting a little bit of that at the end, but it was the individual defensive effort by OG that got a great contest and eventually got us the win. You know, we haven't talked since the first Pacers win, and, and I think you would uh, agree yeah. that when we talk about 14 wins in a row, there, there's very little similarity in, in how they get there, except for the fact that it's a victory. But, you know, if you go on the sample size of what's happened this week, Chicago, Davis 31 off the bench, the Pacers rally uh, in, in game one, and game two, the, the, the Raptors were able to hold the Pacers from doing their own rally, and tonight, uh, a pure guts win. I mean, th- those are four interesting victories, aren't they? Not to mention the other ten. Well, the, the, the demise that uh, Indiana had was indicative of a game earlier in this year with the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know if you remember it, but, yeah. but Nick put out that press in, in, in the Dallas game early in the year and, and gave Dallas the same type of heartbreaking loss that they got the other night with the Indiana Pacers. You know, the conventional wisdom as coaches would say, you can't press pro players because they're so good. 
Well, you know, Nick has, has put the press on twice now this year. Uh, again, I mentioned the Dallas game and now the Indiana Pacer game. And, and, and pro players, even as good as they are, with the length and, and the athleticism of, of, of players, it, it makes it difficult. It puts pressure on you to make good plays. And if you're not real sharp with the basketball or you don't have an individual who can handle the press by himself, you know, kind of like a Westbrook. A Westbrook would be one of those guys I'd be, I'd be a little leery of doing it with. But, but, but other players on the floor, uh, you, you sometimes say that you can't do that. But, but Nick Nurse has proven and the players on the team have proven that you can rattle people and you can come back and make these tremendous uh, comeback wins. What's amazing to me is the resiliency of this team. Even last night when Kyle went out late mm-hmm. in the third quarter, they couldn't buy a bucket and then figured it out. As they, I mean, that's how you describe everything they do. They figure it out and went on to win. Tonight they figured it out and went on to win. Well, I think Serge last night, you know, I, again, I listened to all the post game. I'm always interested to hear what the players have to say. And, and Fred Van Fleet tonight said, you know, the question right after the game was, well, you got the 14th win, are you, you know, worried about the 15th? And Fred knows we're just having fun. We're just playing hard, having fun, and their, their, their goals are for something greater, for something at the end of the season, not necessarily how many wins in a row they can get, even though that's a nice thing to be able to talk about. But their eye is set on the end of the year, to the playoffs, to being able to come back and repeat as a champion. Uh, the same thing true with Sergi Baca. Sergi Baca says we trust one another. The other night after the Indiana game, we trust one another. We believe in one another. We believe that we can get it done. So, so comments like that tell me their focus as a team, as a coaching staff, that the focus is, is, is about how we're playing, not necessarily all these individual type uh, accomplishments. And so when you have that focus as, as a team, all of a sudden your head's in the right place. And so because of that, that's why I think they're continuing to win over and over again. So, Tom, what we have here is a 14-game winning streak, uh, the best start in Raptors franchise history. Uh, over these last 14 games, have you sort of reassessed what you thought or, or, or did it reaffirm what you thought about this team? Well, well, it reaffirmed because one of the things, like I say, the nice thing about the Raptors offensively is, like I say, there's no one guy. Last year it was Kawhi Leonard. This year it's collectively – uh, you know, everybody doing it collectively on different nights. We get contributions off the bench. We get hard play off the bench. We get, we get starters. Kyle Lowry's had big nights. Ibaka's had big nights. Siakam's had big nights. So th- there's no one guy. But the one thing, actually the two things, that I think has propelled the Raptors to continue to win or, or won their focus at the defensive end. And by that, I'm going to talk about a, a coaching con- a concept called stunts. One of the things the Raptors do really well is when players come off on pick and rolls, the third defender, that's the defender closest to the pick and roll, is great at stunting at the basketball and buying time for the the primary defender to get back. It's something that you teach uh, as a coaching staff, but it's difficult to get guys to do it consistently. The Raptors do that. They do that consistently, and so because of that, they're very good at the defensive end. They run players off the three-point line. They really force them inside the twos, and that goes back to Nick's um, uh, experience with the Houston Rockets. Nick was a big believer always in in being able to force players off the three-point line and give them a contested two. And the last thing I think that they're doing really well is they play hard. Every night you get a consistent effort out of the Toronto Raptors, and because of those three things, the stunts, 
the running them off on the three-point line, and, and the consistent effort. Those three things propel the Raptors being able to continue to win night in and night out. And to be able to say all those three things work, that's pretty rare, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's rare that a team has all three of those things. You may get one or maybe two, or you may get them on an inconsistent basis. You may get them some nights, but other nights you don't. Because the Raptors' second unit plays so hard, they are the epitome of those three things. Uh, Again, I think that's a big factor in terms of why the Raptors continue to win. Tom, once again, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. All right, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Our pleasure. It's Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. 119-118. The Raptors win over the Nets. The winning streak is 14. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 and TSN 1050.ca. OG holding. Gets it into Van Vliet. To Siakam. Pascal, center circle, works right, near side, back to the left, no switch, he drives on Chandler, banks it, no good, but is fouled. He was fouled, and it was reviewed, it was upheld, went to the line for two, it's 118 all at that time, goes to the line for two, misses the first one, everybody's standing and watching, and there was a really scary side there, and then he canned the next one, and uh, gave the uh, one-point victory, and of course the stop at the other end followed, and that is the play of the game, brought to you by 241 Pizza. Right now, get a large quattro pizza with four toppings for only $13.99 plus. Add a wickedly awesome apple fritter for $2.69. 241pizza.com is where you go for that deal. Post-game sound. Let's go downstairs. Here's Nick Nurse. Practice tomorrow? Can't. Against the rules. <laughs> you guys didn't like you were running out, of gap, running out of fumes at the end for sure. But OG's intensity in that last possession defensively is pretty important from him. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you're right. We were, we didn't make a three, I don't think, forever. It seemed like there in the fourth, we had a couple point blank uh, front of the rimmers, and we all knew it, right? We talked about it a couple of the timeouts, man. We got we to gotta gather our, everything we got when we get it inside and try to finish, And but we, we couldn't, couldn't quite do it. But uh, yeah, big stop at the end. Good job of pressing up and getting them, you know, disjointed down there. You ran Matt Thomas for, I think, 15 straight minutes in the first half. But how do you guys keep getting big performances out of guys who basically never play? Um, well, our, our uh, assistant coaches and stuff, Doug, do a great job of keeping those guys ready. I think the mindset of, you know, you never know and, and stay ready. Um, Maybe maybe helps a little bit once in a while when you don't hit the scouting report because you haven't played for a while too, right? So that's that's another thing that's it's okay. Um, and he played great, man. He came in there and uh, like always, every time he raises up, you you think it's going in, and he he banged a bunch of them in. That was a big lift. That group was awesome first half, right? They were incredible. They turned a, they turned a lackluster start to the game into a energetic game, and and they they were great. Why did you decide to go with Terrence and Kyle's spot, and how do you think he did? Um, why did I decide? I just I just uh, wanted the spacing, I think, you know, and he's been shooting the ball really well, and I just wanted the spacing out there along with, I wanted to make, I mean, kind of consider Pat our backup point guard, and I wanted him to be able to come in and, and sub for either him or Fred and, and, and go from there. That all bench five, some you said brought a lot of energy. I mean, you trusted them to start then in, into the second quarter, and then there was a timeout where they put the starters in, and you still kept them in. 
and O'Shea ran the handler and hit McCall for a three. I mean, how, how do you trust him through against the starters, and did that play surprise you? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, um, it got to the point of about a minute 10 left in the first, and I hadn't taken out Pascal and somebody else. Was it Fred? Maybe. No, no. Somebody, somebody it was Terrence, I think, and, and uh, and I just wanted to get him out quick. It was a free throw break, and I decided to go with him there. And then you know how it is. It's like you, you get them going. I thought they were playing with great defensive energy, right? They were getting out in the open floor, and, and they guarded them for, geez, they guarded them great for about six straight minutes, you know? And then they did their job, got them down to about five and a half or something. We started filtering the guys back in. It was just based on their energy, really. They, they had it going defensively, and that was creating some offense for them. That is Nick Nurse postgame, 119-118. The Raptors win over the Nets, and obviously a franchise record best in terms of Canadian sports history. Raptors, 14 wins in 2020. Calgary Stampeders, 14 wins in 2016. In the NHL, in Canada, Montreal Canadiens, 12 wins, 19-67-68. In baseball, the Blue Jays, 11 in 2015. The Jays had five streaks of 11. The last one was in 2015. Toronto FC, six wins in 2017. So it's at the top of the pile. Another win on Monday against the T-Wolves, and we have set a new mark for Canadian sports history for professional teams. We'll see. We'll be there with you on Monday night as uh, the T-Wolves come into town. And uh, more post-game sound. Uh, you, you could have watched this on TSN 1 or 4. And this is Kayla Gray in conversation with Freddie Van Vliet. Fred, 22 of the longest seconds as that clock wound down. OG Ananobi, that defense, what did you see firsthand? Well, he told me he wanted Karras. Obviously, Karras had the hot hand, came out of timeout. He wanted him. And, uh, you know, that's that's what we got OG out there for is to be a lockdown defender. And he showed up big time for us on that last possession. Your bench gave you a lot. They've been asked a lot over this last stretch. What do you have to say about the performance of your second unit? That's what we need them. We need them, and they've been showing up consistently. And, you know, at some point, people will stop being surprised at how good they are. Um, you know, they come out each and every day and do their job. And uh, they gave us a big boost here tonight. And, obviously, we came out with the win. Fred, 14 now in a row. For all the talk of everyone talking about who you guys do not have, here you are, 14 straight wins later. What say you? We don't care. I mean, we, we're just hooping, having fun, and um, just trying to build something towards the end of the year. And we have our eyes set on bigger goals and trying to prove people right or wrong. So going out here every night, having fun, competing at a high level. That is Freddie Van Vliet on TSN. At the end of the game, he talked about the bench contribution. 36, or sorry, 33 points tonight. You remember in the pregame, Nick Nurse challenged the bench. He said he needed more. So 33 points from the bench. And understanding that Davis was in the starting rotation, he started the game, and he chipped in with 20. So that tells you what went on there. There are some great numbers here. Uh, five undrafted players, three of them. Uh, hit double figures tonight. Matt Thomas had 15, uh, Freddie Van Vliet had 29, and Davis had 20. And then there was uh, Boucher, who was also undrafted at 9. So this is something that a lot of NBA teams would never say, and it's a regular story for the Raptors. You know that. This is Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. Dinwiddie straight away into the lane. 14-footer near side, no good. Tipped up by Jordan, no good. Rebound, Ananobi. Here comes Van Vliet, drives on Harris, floats it up and in, and the foul. Fred says, I got two, and I'm still shopping with a coupon for one more.
No, he was. Freddie with an in one early in the fourth quarter because of that and his totals that we'll explain shortly. He is the player of the game brought to you by 241 Pizza. Get a large three-topping pizza with their deep, cheesy garlic loaf for nineteen ninety-nine. How do you do that? You call 241. Oh, 2-4-1. Here's Freddie's line in the game, 33 minutes, 11 of 20, 4 of 9 from the outside, all three from the stripe, uh, two defensive rebounds for a total of two, six assists, and what else did he do? Minus one in the night, but 29 points. Uh, it was an interesting story for him in the first quarter, obviously leaned on a lot, and uh, just trying to figure out what he had. He had 10 points in the first quarter and had two personal fouls, and so part of the adjustment going into the second quarter, as you heard Tom Sterner testify, was the the coverage that the, the Nets were presenting and so the adjustment was made. Freddie was taken out of the game. Davis was taken out of the game and all of a sudden Matt Thomas uh, took over the Davis role. McCaw got in there as well and I mean really that, that that bench played most of the second quarter and that was an interesting discovery for the Raptors as they you know when they made that change they couldn't score and then all of a sudden found their offense and, and outscored the Nets 33-18 in the second quarter and had at the half a 66-54 lead and uh, looked pretty good. And then, of course, more adjustments in the third quarter as Davis came back in, but we'll go through that later on. Siakam's night, 34 minutes, 9 of 22. Missed all five from the outside, two of four from the stripe, but one of those two was the bucket that decided the game. Tied at 118. He had two shots. I detailed this before. The building was standing. He missed one, and nobody knew where to look, and then he got the next one, and because there wasn't that much time left, uh, you knew that they had to come up with a stop, and they did, and that is win number 14 in a row. He had seven rebounds, four assists, and 20 points on the night. OG, 29 minutes, two of four, missed his shot from the outside, one of two from the stripe, the four defensive rebounds, an assist, two steals, and five points. Serge Ibaka, always a going concern in a positive way. 32 minutes played, 5 of 9, 1 of 3 from the outside, 1 of 2 from the stripe. A offensive board and 5 defensive boards for 6 in total, 2 assists, a block, and 12 points. We talked about Freddie. There is Davis's line, 30 minutes, 7 of 15, 5 of 8 from the outside, 1 from the stripe on one shot. Five offensive boards, three defensive boards for eight in total, one assist, one steal, and 20 points. It was interesting to watch him. In the first quarter, he had uh, 10 points, actually had nine points, and, you know, he was doing everything offensively, but there was a series that it all happened sort of one right after the other. Got mixed up with Serge on coverage on an easy three that the Nets scored. Went down and, uh, you know, just, I guess, a bad decision in terms of a pass. Turnover and the next possession, same thing. Uh, but was offensively engaged, defensively maybe not so, and so they sat him down for the entire second quarter. And in the third, obviously the adjustments were made, and he was back. He got 11 points in that third quarter. And in his absence, Thomas came on uh, in the second quarter and uh, canned 13 of his 15. So then it turned into a nice little uh, you know, tandem instead of one guy trying to replace Kyle Lowry. It was both. And in the fourth quarter, the, to start it, they were both on the floor where the other guards were off. So, you know, this is uh, one of those things that you come out of this game with, aside from the fact that it's a record-setting 14 straight win, there's a sort of an evolution on the roster. You don't want to be without Kyle too often, but, you know, in this particular case, it worked tonight. So that was kind of fascinating. Thomas's line, 22 minutes, 6 of 9, 3 of 4 from the outside, and 15 points. He had uh, 6 defensive rebounds, an assist, and 3 steals. This is a developing story in terms of what he contributed. Most of his work was, as I said, in the second quarter, but a nice factor off the bench, and we talked about the Nick Nurse challenge to the bench uh, before the game. The Brissett played eight minutes and uh, got one point. 
Uh, McCaw, 19 minutes, one of three, and uh, his shot from the outside went in. He had uh, two rebounds, three assists, and three points. And to round it out, uh, we'll get to Boucher also. Hollis Jefferson, 17 minutes, two of six, uh, one of two from the stripe, four offensive boards, three defensive boards for seven, three assists, and five points. And to finish it off, Boucher, 16 minutes, two of five, missed both from the outside, hit all five from the stripe, and he had five rebounds, two offensive, three defensive, uh, three blocks, and nine points and so there's your storyline we should uh, do the team stuff the raptors shot 47.4 percent and 40 percent from the outside and uh, as we go up to the nets particular situation 44.6 is what they shot 36.4 from the outside and individually lavert 37 points he was a going concern for the raptors and as you heard tom sterner testify they knew he was gonna be the guy to go to on that final drive and so they dealt with him uh, Dinwiddie he played 36 minutes and chipped in with 21 points the final 119 118 raptors have won 14 straight marvelous this is tangerine raptors basketball on tsn 1050 and tsn 1050.ca red drive step back jumper got the roll 16-footer straight away, front rim, backboard, and in for Freddie, 118-112. That is our player of the game, Freddie Van Vliet, and you can see what the spread was for the Raptors at that point as they win at 119-118, so a bit of a late charge by the Nets. Uh, certainly they charged the tide, and the Raptors on the foul shot from Spicy P. Win it, of course, the stop after the foul shot is uh, just as important for the Raptors' 14th win in a row. Uh, so Freddie Van Bleet, here's what he had to say after the game in the uh, post-game scrum area downstairs. That run that the uh, bench group made to start the second, and that just sort of speak to what's made you guys successful all year long, guys stepping up, even guys that haven't played in a while? Yeah, I mean, those guys can play, man. I feel like we've had this conversation, you know, five to ten times this year. It's a good thing, you know. Every time they they step up and they play well, um, people are surprised, right? Because they're at the end of the bench. But just gotta wait for your turn, wait wait for opportunity. And um, somebody like Matt, who doesn't really play on a consistent basis, stepped up there with big big first half, um, some key buckets. Obviously, Terrence uh, started tonight, but same thing with him. So um, those guys those guys have been good for us all year. Rondé, Chris. And uh, to do it on consistent nights yesterday and today is uh, special, and that's what we need out of those guys. With Brooklyn using the zone there, what what makes a guy like Matt so dangerous? Uh, he can shoot the ball. Um, to be simple, and you can't leave him. And uh, he's actually a good cutter. He's just he's a good scorer, man. I think you know, obviously people love him for a three. But he's uh, he's a really good scorer. He's got a knack for getting a shot off and uh, spaces he cuts. And um, he was able to uh, you know kind of it's a one man zone beater. So you kind of had a guy like that in the bench last year. What can a spacer like that do for Thunder to try to open up a space and a little room to create It's the best. You know, we I think we had CJ at a time. Um, and, like, I, don't, I can't speak for other teams, but it feels like a lot of the the way they play our guys are not on the scout report. So, like, uh, there's so much space and freedom in those guys just fly around and running around. I think they know Mac can shoot, but he finds a way to get a shot off. Rondé is a good playmaker. Um, Terrence and you got Chris on the boards. I thought O'Shea had big minutes and, and Pat um, setting everybody up. So, it's just ultimate freedom out there and, and you know, kind of makes your decision-making a little bit easier. Thank you.
Thanks, Rod. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not the textbook way to close out a game, but uh, when you have a long winning streak like that, there'll be different type of ways to finish it. Um, and, you know, obviously we had a good idea. They were probably going to give the ball to Carrick in some sort of fashion, try to switch everything. I thought we did a good job stopping their initial play that they were trying to get Joe Harris for a pin down or something like that. And um, then on D was just great on one defense. And um, he did give up an offensive rebound. He had a good look at the end, but it, it bounced up. So sometimes it's, it's good to be lucky too. Just within the streak throughout the season, you've had two weather various injuries tonight with Kyle out. What uh, was sort of key in, in overcoming his absence? Uh, at this point, I think we were experienced enough in that realm, unfortunately. We've had a ton of guys out this year, so we don't really think about it. It's just it's more opportunity. We've got like Terrence to do some starter minutes, obviously myself to be primary role in the game. So it's more opportunity, and we guys got to step up and, and try to make the most out of the situation and uh, find a way to get a win and move on to the next one. Well, they've been doing that. No arguing that point at all. Freddie Van Vliet postgame. The final score, 119-118. Raptors win 14 straight. So let's do a little uh, date searching here. Let's go back to January 12th of this year, obviously. So just uh, under a month ago, game here against San Antonio. They lose it 105-104. Uh, three nights later, January 15th in OKC, they win 131-21 and haven't lost since. I bring up the dates because Monday is February 10th, and we'll be here as the Raptors host the T-Wolves. And on February 12th, exactly a month since their last loss, they'll be in Brooklyn again to take on the Nets, and then it's the All-Star break. I wonder. It's 14 straight. I'm just going to leave with this. I wonder. Thanks for joining us on Tangerine Raptors Basketball, TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca.